now. Welcome to the Wrestle Down. Uh, every week we talk wrestling. I, my name is Jared Plopel, coming from my performance center this year, uh, this week. Uh, and with this, uh, as always, uh, Mike Mars. Uh, how are you doing, dude? How's your holidays? I'm doing great, man. <laughs> uh, they were, um, they were, you know, uneventful. It was nice. I had, yeah. um, uh, I, I got to have a Zoom meeting with my family mm-hmm. and my pop which was nice. My dad uh, has some strange, we'll call it dementia for argument's sake. And uh, okay. it was nice to see my family's faces because I hadn't. Um, and then yesterday we generally have a big Christmas dinner with my family the day after Christmas. Um, uh, but I swung in and, and, you know, just, you know, said hello and dropped some stuff off and, and whatever else. Cause I don't, I, um, while they all live in the same home, I didn't want to be the one that brought, the Andromeda strain in the yes. house anymore. <laughs> yeah. Anymore yeah. than I did. And I, I have such great friends. I, I sent a picture to uh, my buddies, the Hossman. And mm. uh, even though it's hard to tell, it's a picture of my brother and I, and he is way behind me. Mm. Um, but because I'm on another stair, like another level up, it doesn't look as much. And like, as opposed to, it's great that you saw your brother, like everyone busted my butt right away about not having a mask on while yeah. I was somebody else. It's like, he's 10 feet away. He's, he's yeah. way far away. But um, yeah, so that was nice. And I hung out with, uh, I showed you, you know, I made a card for a friend who wasn't digging Christmas and we, yeah. her and I hung out on a, um, a couple of days before Christmas and watched this great horror movie um, that in America was called um, not Danger Games. Uh my, I, so I have two, I have two, I have four years uh, from high school of two years worth of French. That's how uh, bad yeah. I was at it, but it's yeah. uh, uh, called SOS Pierre Noel, Noel. Um, hmm. and I think it's called uh, Danger Games, though I, I may not have ever said it, or Dangerous Games. And it's basically, it came out before Home Alone, and a lot of people say that, uh, uh, a lot of dumb people say that Home Alone stole it, but I think it was a coincidence. But the guy who made uh, SOS Pierre Noel actually tried to sue oh. um, Chris Columbus and John Hughes. Uh, except this is not the Wet Bandits. This is um, a psychotic Santa Claus in the house uh, who <laughs> wants to eat um, and kill the kid. And this is also not Kevin McAllister. This is a very uh, wealthy child who has his house rigged like a like like a childlike jigsaw with like yeah. trap trap doors and stuff like that so you know it was, it was a real nice night and then on christmas proper i um had one of my fake uh i used to own a comic shop and all the kids who worked for me and all of the kids who still work for me at this place i work now i like my children there over all the time mm. and the youngest boy uh as the other ones call him the boy because uh, <laughs> he's 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 all of 21 years old so he's the baby yeah uh, according to the other ones who are probably close to your age mm-hmm. um he came over and we watched batman returns and i made dinner right. for him and my ex and it was it was quiet but different i i love christmas yeah so like it's the only day of the year that if it's not awesome and for me awesome is i usually cook for 50 people and like you know keep uh my ex's family is here and my family is here and then at night the deadites and trick or treat radio people start rolling in you know mm-hmm. christmas day for me ends at like 3 wow. a.m usually so like yeah i missed it i missed it a lot i didn't miss the cooking that much but i missed it a lot but yeah um you know it was it was fun and um you know i was really grateful 
it makes you think like just seeing the boy Christopher mm. made me like grateful like that. Not everybody oh. has these extra like you know they're not children anymore like the the older ones are in their early thirties but like these extra you know kids that are do come you know like I didn't yeah. have to you know I didn't have to raise these freaking kids and they still like come <laughs> come <laughs> and treat me well and buy me presents. Uh, yeah, that's really sweet. And I got a Cad Bane action figure, so that's like the. Oh, cool. The highlight of, yeah. Uh, my ex and I still uh, exchange gifts through the cat. Mm. So uh, Doodles Doodles got me a, uh, a brand new project notebook, which is an Alkaline Trio uh, yeah. notebook. And I got a Cad Bane action figure, which I was very excited about. Uh, and uh, I got Batman the Animated Series, the complete season. Love it. Which is my, yeah. Yeah. My, it's my favorite television show of all time. And then the boy got me the digital copy of Batman. Uh, he, on Vado, he bought me. Um, batman beyond so now i have like both both seasons of that which i'm it's, excited about. other than i having a batman beyond itunes that's how i have them too i have the dvds for batman the digital for batman beyond and yeah like, i haven't cracked them i've watched them of course but yeah. i haven't like cracked open to rewatch them and now they're going to be on hbo max at the start of the year so yeah you know i'm, I'm psyched about that too he had mentioned yeah. he had, that's how i found out that he goes oh did you find out that those see those are gonna be on hbo max like I did, but I, I got him and I just was able to yeah. scan the code and, and put him on my vlog. I've hit a weird phase in my life where like I still buy physical copies of things, but other than my records, yeah, I don't like, I try to do everything in my power to not touch them. Yeah, <laughs> same way. I like yeah. at one point uh, in my like early 20s, I got the apartment completely robbed and like all of my stuff was taken, uh, like except for like CDs. So I like keep music as like, just CDs, digital, or, you know, just as backups in case something uh, happens to like a hard drive or my computer or whatever. Right. Um, right. But otherwise, yeah, to try to keep it digital where I can. Yeah. I, I, um, I was moving once um, and I used to have my just CDs and like milk crates. Mm -hmm. um, and I uh, left my end of the alphabet. Um, oh, so I still have like all my Depeche Mode and stuff like that, the cure yeah. that I was getting from when I started, you know, collecting music and getting music in high school. Mm. But, you know, it was such a thing because I lost all my Zappa and all oh, my yeah. Baby Giants and my R.E.M. who, you know, like are like the, the staple of my top 10, like a lot of those, a lot of my, yeah. uh, as my bandmates say, too clever for their own good music. But um you know it was just super super su just a dumb thing like i just got distracted didn't load something into the truck and drove away and like i remembered before i got to where i was going next but uh i lived off of clock university and you can uh you know i'm sure you can make that bet that even in 1990 something the odds of uh 2000 something the odds of leaving a uh overflowing crate of cds on the sidewalk down there and coming back and having a minute <laughs> yeah, yeah. Minutes. yeah so uh clark university folks for anyone listening from far away is a beautiful campus and a, and a real nice part of the area not too far from where john and i live but man alive uh, it is surrounded by um escape from new york so right uh, <laughs> But yeah, how was your holiday, man? Like, um, yeah, it was mixed. Like we had plans to get lunch with my my uh, mother and sister, um, but uh, my girlfriend. And they're local. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, tried to do it safe and distance and all that, but like, um, uh, my girlfriend had an inconclusive COVID test. Oh, so man. and yeah, so we're like tr we were treating that as a positive until sure. 
until we get a, you know, here. Otherwise uh, mm-hmm. she got tested yesterday. We got to wait like 48 hours or something like that to know for sure. Yeah. Um, so we just had kept it quiet. You know, we had a zoom call or a couple zoom calls with members of her family and, you know, we'll reschedule with mine later on. So just yeah. quiet, hanging out with the cat, watching movies and nice. good. finishing up uh, season four of Mad Men. So mm-hmm. all in all a good Christmas. Is she feeling okay now? Yeah, she's fine. She's completely fine. No symptoms. We think like she probably just, like, it was a self swab. So maybe she did something wrong there. Sure. But, like, better safe than sorry. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't want to get my mom sick or anything. So no, no, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait for this is done to hang out with you guys in real life. Yeah. yeah. So, that'll be fun. Yeah. I can't wait yeah, for that too. I'm very excited. There's a sad thing we should slip in. Uh, oh, maybe more, not more sad. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, so when I first got into, uh, the administrative side of wrestling, I worked for a company that's not with us anymore called Chikara. And one of the things that we were doing is my band, the deadites was doing, they were trying to get on pay-per-view and they were trying to do things. So they needed not, uh, they couldn't use Dave Matthews band or Johnny cash or the things they were using for entrance music. So the deadites and some of, you know, we were um, farming out other bands that like I knew and other members of the deadites to make entrance music for them. Um, And we wrote a song called uh, jet black um, Ronan. Mm-hmm. for a faction called the Roughnecks, which was uh, Grizzly Redwood, mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston, and Brody Lee. Yeah. And Brody used it until he ended up leaving uh, Chikara. And I was so intimidated by uh, Brody Lee, not because he was mean, not because of anything else. He seemed very polite, and everybody was always happy to see him. But he worked so much mm-hmm. that when the show kind of went into – being at the show mode i didn't see him until his music hit it was like yeah. a mystery i didn't know if he was on the card he would do a run-in like but it was because right. he had a show across town and then would run over and beat the crap out of people in Chikara and go to another wow. show so um i didn't really know him but like you know all those guys eddie kingston was a was a sweetheart grizzly redwood was a sweetheart um i don't know if brody ever said anything to anybody else that was around in the deadites about the entrance of music um but it was a big deal for me. Um, the two entrance musics that we used was um, that they used a lot still was the Osirian Portal, mm. and Ophidian became a very good for like a good friend of ours during that era, and um, the Roughnecks because Brody Lee was one of my favorites in in Chikara at that time, and Ed Kingston still one of my favorites yeah. too, and, and I love those guys. Um, so it felt like a part of our like extended. Chikara family. Yeah, it that's was crazy. a part of our extended fire family. Passed away when uh, Brody Lee, who was at the top of his career, passed away last night. Uh, yeah. To yeah. I've heard some people say cancer, but I haven't. Uh, I mean, confirmed that. Uh, yeah, I've heard that. I feel like that's people making assumptions because um, his wife said it was um, non-COVID related lung issues. Yeah. Uh, and he was getting treated at the Mayo Clinic, which is, I think, best known for, you know, cancer treatments. But I don't know. I feel right. like it would That's true. Maybe say it was cancer because there's no like, I don't know. It's maybe it was just, I don't know. It, yeah. it's, it's hard to say, but it is just uh, it, it is horribly sad that he died. He's 41 years old. Yep. Um, you know, so a friend of mine pointed out that he debuted in AEW uh, in mid-March. Mm-hmm. So he never got to have like. No. Uh, you know, a, a match for a packed, like rabid crowd of AEW fans, like you know, chanting for him and whatever, which is mm-hmm. so sad because he was definitely you're right at the top of his game 
like yeah only show like uh creative freedom to do what he kind of wanted and also you know just physically and you know in terms of like psychology knowing what how to have a great match and yep. pulling all that together finally after mostly kind of being squandered in the mid card for wwe for a few years there yeah he was i really loved him uh as a worker me too in Chikara, um i was almost disappointed in a way the first couple times when he came out to jet black ronin because mm. he would come out to uh uh god's gonna cut you down by johnny cash and yeah. like in in arenas that would facilitate it like the ecw arena things would like shut down and um you know, to hear that Johnny Cash music, I'd always get, I'd always get chills, and he would just was so much bigger than everyone else, but was working those same hybrid Chikara Lucha matches, and so great. Like I yeah. was really like um, in my little wrestling, the Hossman, my old pot wrestling podcast, or, or sleeping wrestling podcast, as I like to say. Um, we were all really broken up because we don't agree on much, but we all really liked, you know, Brody Lee, me and El Goro like big Hoss wrestlers, you know. Uh, Jakey and uh, and Koopy are dudes who like uh, you know are hybrid guys. And of course, me and Wolfie had that uh, connection. You know, yeah. part of the Deadites and working with Chikara and stuff like that. So uh, it was uh, it was um, you know I got to thank Wolfie because you Chikara everything was facilitated by Wolfie. Like that dude, like is the best wow. agent I never had. And I never <laughs> paid, I've, I've yet to pay him a dime, and I know he listens yeah. to the show, so he, he may show up with his. Uh, with a contract or a tin cup mm-hmm. or something very shortly. But we'll, have he, to, we'll have to have a contract signing one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> Hope that no one goes uh, through a table. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's never know. He and I have pretty, uh, he and I in wrestling were always the boring ones that were doing very choreographed uh, uh, grappling uh, exchanges. So no, nice. he never put me through a table, but, uh, but never know it's early yet. Yeah. But yeah, like that was like, I really like, I was feeling down about Christmas and then I found out about Brody and I was really emotional. Cause like you said, he never got to have that thing in front of a crowd. And I think him working an audience because I thought he was phenomenal in, in front of an audience. Every time I saw him, I saw him For sure. on one, uh, quack wrestle Liga. So I went down to watch him fight on that show. And that was a Jersey pro show. Mm. And, um, Brody was part of this big run-in with this like trailer park faction. And in retrospect, it's like, it would be the biggest faction in wrestling now is Brody Lee, the Briscoes, Nick Gage was the the faction. And they went in to beat up the like Jersey guys. It was like uh, the hit squad and low key and and all those uh, uh, Danny Moff and all those guys. So, uh, but like just the way he was playing the crowd and able to be like, out of that PG of Chikara environment, you know, like, yeah. I feel like no one ever got to see him on few levels, like really work a crowd. And he yeah. was, a, uh, like, I don't know. I, I used to think that he, and even though like it made sense, I used to think that he and Bray Wyatt should switch places because, um, he was already great at working the crowd, um, and, and could have really got some, some more heat. So, Definitely. You know, one thing that McMahon dropped the ball on, and, and I don't know, I'm just, as you can tell, I'm just absolutely heartbroken because I think yeah. he was just a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. It was Same, a phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal worker. And see, like, it's funny, like, of all the, uh, I, I, you know, like I said, Ophidian became, like, would hang out with us, and I had a great relationship with a lot of the guys there. 
Um, Wolfie, I know, had a great relationship with a lot of the guys. And Wolfie uh, and a friend of ours did the one, two, three kids theme when he would roll mm. through Chicago. And he was super cool, but like, man alive. Like, I, I think how much I liked and how intimidated I was by Brody Lee. Like, uh, and how busy he was kept me like I never got to even shake his hand or, or say hello. And, and now I like, you know, regret that double not being brave enough to go over and say hello when he was around. So, yeah. It's, uh, uh, but as a, as a fan, he was the thing that I was always super excited of in AEW um, uh, outside of, you know, my boy Kenny Omega. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm so sad. I, I hope yeah. that uh, I wish his family. Um, and his friends didn't have to go through this at this time of year. I saw Bryce Rensburg, who's the coolest guy on earth, right? A really right. nice thing. And, and Stu Grayson mm. um, and all those dudes, you know, going through Facebook, like, as soon as I found out and all the all the guys, you know, who we know from then, like, just gutted, you know? Yeah. It reminded me, unfortunately, of when uh, Larry Sweeney passed away. Like, it just mm. seemed like somebody who touched everyone, Um and made everybody really, really happy. So uh, I'm real, I'm real down about that. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. You know, we send out, you know, regards to his family and friends. And everything. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have much to add to that. He just seemed like a very nice guy from everyone's remembrances. Um, mm-hmm. Just an outpouring of just everyone in the, every corner of wrestling. So for sure. Super dad. That's what it seems seemingly from a distance in Deer's. Him yeah. to me, everyone who's had nice tidings to say on either side of this unfortunate incident brought up how stellar of a pop in a, in a husband he was. And that's not, um, those things did never, seldom to never go hand in hand in the world of, uh, that we yeah. love so much. No, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you're on the road all the time. So, so yeah. Brody, uh, safe travels, my friend. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, on to it's so hard to transition for something. Like <laughs> I know that it's not it's, easy. It's not easy, yeah. But uh, now we we must. This is what the show is about. It is about mm. the role of wrestling. Um, so you say you didn't watch anything other than the stuff we're gonna cover. No, I, I understandably, I, I didn't watch much either. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's so when it's, I left like, my corporate job, folks, I went into retail, and mm. uh, they kind of, you know, you're you're on the you're on the treadmill from Black Friday to to sometime next week uh, when yeah. when you work in retail. So, yes, yeah, totally. Uh, I was able to squeeze in. Uh, first off, this morning I squeezed in Choco Pro's Christmas be- uh, Christmas special. Um, I'm just, <laughs> I love those guys. I'm so yeah. intrigued. <laughs> yeah, they uh, uh, they had it was a, as always like a three match card. The middle one was a quote unquote Christmas death match uh, where they had like a poster with some like papers. Uh, bits, bits of paper with numbers on them. Each number corresponded with a gift in the other corner of the the, the little like ten by fifteen room that they wrestle in, mm. and like each each gift had a weapon they could use in the match, uh, including uh, a stuffed animal tiger that they treated as a, a real tiger, a fox hand puppet just it, that fought the tiger at one point, a banana uh, which someone slipped on. <laughs> it was just. It was a lot of fun. What a good, dumb, like good holiday cheer. Some Christmas caroling happened at one point. The, uh, I'll spoil the match ending. Uh, they started singing Merry Christmas. The war is over. Uh, the John Lennon song. And then it was a uh, match was between Antonio Honda and Lulu pencil and Honda uh, while they were putting their arms around each other, grabbed Lulu's hand, did an arm breaker 
and then put it in an armbar to win the match. Uh, <laughs> just delightful stuff. Uh, How many matches are on those sh- those shows? It's like three, mm-hmm. three, Perfect. and awesome. and then they do a rock paper scissors <sighs> tournament at the end. So <laughs> that's why every time I look at, it, I'm like, "How the hell is it three matches that in the show's like almost two hours?" Oh, there's a, they do a whole tournament with just right. rock paper scissors at the end. It takes up like I minutes. can't explain why I am so charmed and intrigued by <laughs> that thing. It, they're going like I, I feel like I'm going to be putting it on one day and men in black boots and black tights are going to come <laughs> in and take my Frank Gotch fan club <laughs> away. It's, it's fun. Everyone who goes on there is like game Cop. for what the hell ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> so people seem willing to play around with the spaces and like uh, hop into like dive through the windows or whatever um, and use that. There was a match that ended because one tag team partner was on the other side of that wall they have and mm. like someone had locked the window so he couldn't get back in to save his partner. Like that kind of thing happens regularly. It's uh, just a good, like wholesome way to spend, um, spend a morning. They also it do. Sounds live- like they oh, did bury the baby faces. Either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. <but. laughs> yes. They also, they do live watches with AEW and I watch those sometimes, which is nice. The, I don't understand it. Cause I don't speak Japanese, but it is kind of funny to watch like, you know, Emmy Sakura, also an AEW wrestler, just be like, oh, after yeah. like something <laughs> happening, like live you know, with you. It's kind of nice. Um, and also, the other thing I w- managed to squeeze in uh, over the holidays was Stardom's uh, Osaka Dream Cinderella show, uh, which I recommend anybody who's watching this to check out um, at least the second half of the show. But I think every match delivered something worth watching. Um, but the top two matches of the show were uh, Julia versus Sayuri for their um, oh I guess it was for both titles they, they're each title holders um, one holding uh, Sayuri holds kind of their like international title uh, and Julia kind of holds their uh, their wonder stardom title it's kind of their intercontinental kind of title their secondary title uh, they had a match that uh, was incredible and the main event was Utami Hayashista uh, versus Momo Watanabe, which is a match I've been looking forward to for a while. Uh, when Stardom had their show in New York, uh, I was there live, and that was my second favorite match of that whole WrestleMania weekend uh, after Kofi versus Daniel Bryan of Mania. So I was happy to see them get another shot at uh, being the shit out of each other. Uh, Wrestling Observer gave uh, the, the Julius Sayuri match of four and a half stars and the uh, um, World of Stardom title match, four and a quarter stars. So nice. if you care about Dave's ratings, that's uh, pretty do. good. Yeah. Um, I will say very interesting that like uh, on Cage Match, the user ratings, kind of the opposite, but also still very high. Um, and I kind of agree with that more. I think the main event was a better match, but I think they were both like worth watching. Uh, mm-hmm. Fantastic stuff all the way around. Um, so, yeah, we were going to get into – we had to miss last week because um, you had uh, an illness, and I hope that you're doing better now. Um, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting there. And, uh, yeah. I'll, uh, it's no fun getting old, my friend. Yeah, I am not looking forward <laughs> to it. <laughs> I, 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 I already feel creaks all over. Uh, 
There, there are things that uh, you know, all the all the uh, shaved heads and, and beard dyes in the world can uh, can keep away. <laughs> yeah. So, not good. so yeah, we were going to uh, kind of like make up for lost time with a big old double header of the stuff we were going to take care of or cover last week and stuff that we're planning on doing this week. Um, so let's get into New Japan Pro Wrestling's Super Jacob 2020. Uh, do I go match by match and like? Sure, sure, sure. Just, uh, I'll, be, I'll be honest; I don't have a ton to say about any of these, but like you know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think if we could put kind of a pre pre uh, meander on it, is that okay. they were all very good. Yes, there, there wasn't. There was no uh, nothing was bad or offensive or nope. uh, or nothing was five. Stars. Right. Yeah, depending so. depending how you feel about uh, El Phantasmo, because I know he has a lot of people who hate him. Um, mm-hmm. Like th- nothing, like you're right, nothing that's amazing or nothing that's like bad. You know, mm-hmm. these are all. It's a show built around what eight of like the most solid workers that they could get in America. That's um, a good word too. Yeah, yeah. Nobody that I'm like. Nobody that I'm flying out to California to see on their own, but yeah, nobody that I'm changing the channel about either. And then mm-hmm. like a couple tag matches in between the rounds. So yeah, I, uh, there is one guy who I've become a fan of. We'll okay. talk a little more about him when we get to it. But like that's uh, uh, to tip my cards a little uh, with all the uh, game changer wrestling that they've been giving us for, <laughs> yeah. for free. I've I've kind of become a guy. A, a fan, but that first match, um, I had only ever seen Chris Bay the first time. I don't even know if I saw him actually wrestle. I might've only saw them talk about Chris Bay mm-hmm. on the Kenny Omega impact. Oh no, he was in the main event. Yeah. yeah. He was in the main event. It was him and Rich Swan. Uh, no, him and somebody else versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, in, he's in impacts, uh, main event scene more or less. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 enjoy him i enjoyed him uh i like uh i feel like uh he had a great a first round match maybe a little too long with clark connors who um it seems like on either side of um the ocean new japan has latched their their wagon yeah clark connors um and uh it was a it was a it was a good match clark connors um is one of those wrestlers right now who um, is a wrestler who is feeding off a crowd. That's not, that's not there. Like he, right. he hasn't, he's, he hasn't figured out. Uh, he hasn't inverted that psychology to, to not, you know, to where he looks a little cartoonish and over the top when he's not, when there's no one there to be playing off yeah. to his heavy breathing and whatever else. So yeah, we should uh, we should point out that this was done like in a studio, basically, um, mm-hmm. no audience, and um, yeah, I, I kind of couldn't as the wrestling is good. I can't emphasize that enough, mm-hmm. but like I couldn't get past the uh, the just the feel of it because it kind of felt like the dress rehearsal for mm-hmm. a show that would be in front of an audience. Like between Kozlov kind of being hit or miss on commentary and just the the lighting, sure. and the kind of cheap looking set, like it felt like they were practicing for mm-hmm. a show that would like you know be like a day before Wrestle Kingdom or something like that. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of um, 
uh, Game Changer Wrestling did a did slime slime season yep. uh, in a very similar environment, and um, you know it's just similar to that. Like it, there was only one match on that whole show mm. that took me that made me forget where we where we were, you know, yeah. or where we weren't for that matter. Right. So um, yeah, I, I agree, and I I. I you know, I like Clark Connors, but I feel like he, you know, fell into that hole of pandering to somebody who wasn't there. Yeah. Where the flip side, uh, as we go on, you'll find out that it's also weird when you do it right, too, because it just seems like like wrestling in a vacuum. I guess yeah. we're better, not a better yeah. way to do it. You yeah, know what it I mean? definitely like, is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it is that. So. Right. And Clark's definitely still a young lion, so it's, that's part of it. Like he's definitely still mm-hmm. young in, in in his career, so he's basically being carried by Chris Bay for like a ten minute match that was solid, but you know, it was a first round match featuring a young lion, right? And all that implies, and it, which was a weird step back because if I recall, didn't they? Because they started the J Cup last year in his mm-hmm. neck of the woods, right? He got to come out and full his full indie regal. Am I? Mm-hmm. I think uh, someone else or I don't remember. I don't remember last year's Super J Cup all yeah. that mile, but yeah. I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. There was one it was one of the two uh um uh uh LA Dojo guys they were really high on. So I, I could be I could be wrong. Um, I think you're right, because I'm just looking through the brackets for that one right now and Clark Connors is I think the only one who yeah, he's the only one who was a young lion at the time. So he opened the show up. Uh, here's my uh, pro radio transition. You ready? <laughs> he opened the show up against uh, TJP, I believe. Yep. And um, he uh, TJP was second against in a battle of the initials. Uh, it was uh, TJP <laughs> versus uh, ACH. Yep. Um, in a match that. Um, I, I under different circumstances would have maybe traveled uh, some to see because I thought it was a fun clash of styles. Um, yeah. If TJP had always kept his mouth shut, he would always be <laughs> uh, one of my favorite second yeah. tier wrestlers. He was, um, <laughs> he wrestled under a hood as I believe Cobra um, in ring of honor. Uh, for a while and, and always had solid matches and uh, mm-hmm. I loved all of his work every time he was in and out of PWG just Malenko smooth mm-hmm. Brad Armstrong smooth yeah like this like you know like he it, it, there's an art form to still looking like Malenko might be a bad example actually but there's an art form of making it still look like you're wrestling yeah uh, but but graceful you right. know like he he never you know and ACH is is fun and charming. Um, and I thought that match was, again, very good. It was solid, yeah. and, and um, they didn't, uh, you know, they. I, I felt like they had a match. I didn't feel like they were holding it up, but it was, no. you know, just one of those things where when you get that clash of styles, the whole story almost like, you know, it's a, you're more conscious of the fact that uh, the uh, – the the T uh, of uh, the initial battle is trying to keep the A on the mat while the A is trying to get uh, to the ropes and smash the T. Yeah. So um, you know, uh, TJP, you know, grounded 
and try to stop ACH from getting to the ropes. And ACH eventually, it was a great story. It was a simple story. It was um, yeah. uh, a very American first round match, not a very, you know, not yeah. what the J Cup originally was, where every match was like a crazy great main event, but in a story that was this guy's trying to stop this guy from doing his world's renowned aerial stuff. It was great. It was yeah. fun. Yes. Yeah. It, it's all a clear uh, story. I kind of, I agree with it. It doesn't feel like a J cup match because I think we're all, I mean, the first super J cup has such like a shadow, you know, it's as mm-hmm. like uh, so many people's first exposure to a lot of international styles. It's kind of right. like, this is, it doesn't feel like the super J cup when you see two guys who are, basically like on the american indies scene regularly um fighting each other but it was a very good match um i think i have something personal against tjp because i'm all he's like the most i'm filipino and he's like the most overtly filipino like he's he's got the flag on his sights and everything and he's so unlikable that i'm like come on (laughs) but otherwise he is very smooth in the ring i can't deny Mm -hmm. that i liked him a lot um when i first saw him in the cruiserweight uh classic uh, until he won it, where I was like, "That's not." I, he that was won that, yeah. But yeah. then also when he started like mouthing <laughs> off oh, on the geez. internet, and it's like, "Oh, dude, come on! You could just, you just, you just be quiet and be like a super great right. worker." And no- I had no idea either. Like I had had such, you know, in New Japan and everywhere he was, he would just pop up, and I'd be so happy because I liked what he did, and he was versatile, and he never had bad matches, and I don't know. Yeah. Track down if you've never seen him a uh, CZW wrestler Joker, uh, yeah. a, a a a fine uh, Filipino wrestler who uh, uh, always had good matches. And as far as I know, uh, never never ran his mouth <laughs> in the, in the yeah. wrong way. <laughs> never uh, spoke out against net neutrality despite right. being on the only show that's only on the internet right. for WWE. Good work. Good work. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the next match was Blake Christian versus Ray Horace. I think this is the first match that felt like a Super J Cup kind of match to me. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it was uh, a luchador versus someone who, a CZW guy, Blake Christian, who's also, I'm guessing he's the one that you were like, I love hold on, Blake yeah, Christian, I like him a lot yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this was yeah. very fun uh, to watch. It was something, and it might have been just like how awesome, you know, excited, you know, his internet presence and his, his, uh, post uh, I forget what the last show they had the early November show where he announced he was part of the, the J Cup and said he was representing Game Changer Wrestling he was uh, super like jacked and excited to be there like that that probably added to it but um, uh, I don't know if he does it on purpose or I don't know what it is but I have not seen a match yet where that guy doesn't mess himself up somehow <laughs> in a really weird way happens you know, like twice like, in this <laughs> tournament right. alone yeah yeah <laughs> so um i like ray horace of all those guys um is was ray, is ray horace now i get i i get them all messed up because of they were being filtered to me in pwg and lucha underground at the same time mm. ray horace isn't the youngest mysterio family guy is he I don't. I mean, technically Dominic now, but like, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, he's thirty six, according to Cage Match, so that's pretty young. Yeah. Um, so I would believe it if someone told me that. 
but I don't know if that makes him the the youngest. Because Phantasma is was the hunter cat kid, uh, not Kid Curry. That's the the bad nineties uh, pop sensation. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was a king something or other. So yeah, like I said, all those guys all had different names, and I you know, but uh, I like Ray Horace. He's always in that. Um, uh, when the British guys and the Mexican guys were coming to America a lot, he, you know, you'd get two phases of him and he was always in that second, you know, round of guys and, and he, and he was good, but like, I never saw enough of him. Uh, he wasn't in, you know, uh, there was a failed Lucha project from many, many years ago called Lucha Libre USA, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't one of those guys like, uh, like, uh, like Dragon or, or uh, you know, any, uh, but I, I do, I do dig him. Um, but I'm just not very invested, you know, like he doesn't do anything that, uh, not to sound dismissive, but he doesn't do anything that any of his peers don't do as good or better. I agree. I think this, this was a great showcase for him because he's the only one doing that style of wrestling, Mm -hmm. um, in this tournament. Uh, yeah the only one in this tournament who's doing a, a more Lucha Libre style, uh, yeah. especially against someone like Blake, Blake Christian, who's a GCW guy. So it's like uh, good for him. He gets to literally stick out and be different on a show. That's like 90% American indie guys. Mm-hmm. But also I get, yeah, I agree with you. Like in any other context, he's kind of, uh, he's kind of a bushy. <laughs> right. You no, know, so the good, good. Yeah. 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 He, um, uh, he also, the flip side of what we said about Blake Christian, I also have some PWG memories of him uh, not necessarily always having control of the strikes. So mm. um, I wonder if, if, you know, if where Blake Christian suffered a hurt nose, I don't think it was actually broken, but I could, could be wrong. Um, yeah. uh, it, it, he, uh, I feel like he might've got popped or headbutted and it might not have been from uh that kind of Yoshi tonic move he took off the top rope, which yeah. was inc- visually st- again, like it just sucks the air out of the room. Cause you're like, Oh, and then it's like, you can almost hear like fluorescent lights humming. Yeah. <laughs> <Because> like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it, it was, um, you know, Blake Christian is awesome. I, yeah. he has great fire. He's like, He's one of those white meat baby faces that don't get like that don't seem generic like, but he still seems old school. He reminds me a lot of Jerry Lynn mm. in a lot of ways, but um, that's a good comparison. I like that. Yeah, yeah, super graceful. Um, he see his his aerial stuff always seems spontaneous. Yeah, um, I really willing know, like, to throw his body at you like right the drop of a hat too. Yeah, like he, he doesn't like drop. Like, for instance, one of the things I like about him is if someone is prone, he may not drop mm. a he won't drop an elbow, but he also may not do like a standing shooting star splash, but he might just do like a mini frog splash or something like, you know, like yeah. everything he, he does is, is super, super, super cool. So um, I, I really liked him. And I think this was my this was definitely my favorite match of first round. Yeah, um, me too. And uh, you know, I'm I'm just really buying him. I hope um, he gets brought 
to their main roster because he would be a big boost to uh, he. Would, I, I think that I mean just that look. Mm-hmm. You, you know, history shows again and again with guys like Jericho, and you know even lesser versions of Jericho. That long-haired American Asian wrestler does real, real well in that. Yeah, yeah. He if they can sign the visas, he should be in next year's uh, best super I juniors. Hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, if it, if it, I mean, it seems like uh, the world might write itself by then. So he's hoping that at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, yeah, I, I, I like this match. I like him. Um, he, uh, you know, it was, it was for me. It was a battle of guys who uh, I have a bit of indifference to who I really, really enjoy. Yeah. So uh, I actually, it was like I, that created a fake investment like i was so positive ray horace was going to win me too that every you know i i marked out in each direction for every false finish yeah i i mean i've it's been a while since i watched this but like i feel like this was a match where they kind of started being like well Blake christian just wrestled like last night or whatever or something like that yeah. and i was like oh they're they're like giving him an excuse for when he loses to Ray Horse. Yeah. And then he, he won, which was pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I, I was really happy. I, I, uh, I made a ruckus. So yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, uh, you want to do the next match? Yeah. Um, okay. If I can make my telephone do what it's, it's supposed oh, yeah. to do. Um, so here comes my only prop. The only thing I have to say about this. Okay. okay. Um, I'm a little sick of Leo Rush, though he's never done anything to make me. Uh, but he's been—I—I I, I haven't watched a wrestling show in a little while uh, <laughs> right. that wasn't some sort of a segment of a Joshi show or something that he—he he hasn't been on yeah. in some capacity. Uh, We—I feel like we've talked about him seventy-five uh, percent of the time that we've been doing this show. Yeah, he, um, he was even in, he was even Spider-Man in the Triple uh, right. A Marvel thing. Right on the same night as this. To the, <laughs> yeah, which one of those was pre-taped? I just can't figure out what's what. But yeah. um, versus El Fantasmo, who gave a bunch of disinterested interviews beforehand and looked uh, intentionally, obviously intentionally, like kept falling off ropes and messing up, botching his own stuff, but intentionally um, defeated Leo Rush, and I don't understand as we're, we're, I don't want to, I don't want to kill the lead, but what I will say of, of this first round match, and I could say it all the way through, I don't understand this story, I guess. Yeah. For lack of a better way to put it. My favorite thing out of anything El Fantasmo did on this show was the way they had his music like playing and then like, it could not play yeah. this music because of copyrights. And then the announced team being like, but he owns the copyrights. He just won't give them right. to us until we pay him more money. What an asshole. And it's like, that's, yeah. that's clever. I like that. Um, everything yeah. else. I don't know. I think of El Fantasma is it feels like he's doing all of the heel stuff all the time in every match. Mm-hmm. So right. we can spoil that he won this first round, uh, but having him on mm-hmm. more than one match per show kind of feels like he's just doing the same shtick. Over and over, over again. and over. Which you yeah, know, he's he's a very talented athletic worker. Uh, it's just like character-wise, I feel like it's a little tiresome. Yeah, well, I'm 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 pre-exhausted because I bet you any amount of money he's gonna roll out on Wrestle Kingdom with Jado, 
Uh, and oh, yeah. like you're gonna add all that friggin' Sir Oliver Humperdinck uh, garbage to like all <laughs> the stuff he's doing all the time, and he is phenomenal. Yeah, like he is the future of of this style. Him and um, uh, Madison Eagles' brother, they're Robbie Eagles. Robbie Eagles, yeah. Um, uh, you could tell my uh, my adoration for. Uh, um, <laughs> early 2000s women indie wrestling by uh, right <laughs> that she's the but uh um like they're great they are awesome and i understand the philosophy of not giving people what they want so that you get over and whatever but i thought he was going to be kenny omega i thought he was going to mm. get over and be obnoxious you know what i mean like so but i don't understand why they kept having to mess up and yeah what are they trying to say <laughs> right like half him is better than everybody like I don't yeah know. it's it's i mean i i think the idea was that he's rusty because he hasn't wrestled in x amount of time and like he's cheating to you know uh and it, it's it's very heelish to cheats against the guy who's right. been wrestling regularly through this pandemic and everything but like he always cheats so right doesn't really make a difference that he felt falls off the ropes or like you know, right? And hit uh, his like walking tightrope thing or whatever he did. You know, it just right. doesn't make a they, difference they, for what he's doing. They gave him an out that never comes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't understand. I don't. I don't get it. Sorry. Right. But, I agree uh, yeah. with you. So yeah, that yeah. was um frustrating. Yeah, rough night for Leo Rush for losing this and taking the pin in yeah. the Marvel uh, thing in yeah. the same night. Same day, depending on yeah. how they taped them. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but to be fair, Miles Morales shouldn't be facing that thing. <laughs> that's a that's a cosmic out. Yes, that's but, a mismatch. Um, I mean, let me give let me because I've always liked him. It's just mm. a lot of him. Let me um, give uh, you know a little bit of ups to. Uh, rush because over the course of november and december i saw great leo rush matches two uh one with blake christian i saw him under his kind of weird undertaker gimmick as miles morales yeah. and in this almost bridging on uh which almost always seems like the real leo rush uh getting being so cocky, you know, yeah. which again, I thought that he was going to lose from being, they set up this natural story here that never happened yeah. <laughs> in this match. Like right. one guy's, one guy's messing up and the only way he got by is that one guy was underestimating him and it never, it yeah. never came to fruition of any way. But, uh, and, and I saw him as Spider-Man and I didn't recognize right away that that was Leo Rush. So mm-hmm. like, that's pretty impressive to me. You know, like yeah. I saw him basically work, good matches under three distinct four distinct if you count him being just friggin' obnoxious like his wwf gimmick which seems like he was working here yeah. um uh like and and that's impressive right that's like yeah. you know in between in 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 two months i saw him wrestle four times and i saw a different leo rush every single time so it was uh really you know i saw fiery respectful baby face i saw cocky uh, you know, modern hip hop NBA style heal him. I saw Miles Morales uh, 
you know, Spider-Man looking for hope spots in a lucha match. And, yep. you know, and, and then he was the Undertaker at the end of Slime Season. Yeah. Uh, which I, I don't remember what that gimmick is called, but um, I, di- I didn't love it. But it uh, it's different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's not the same. So, like, bravo to him. Like, the fact that uh, they, you know, he's not. Again, he's somebody who I think would do a lot for there for New Japan's because let's face it, we talked about it a couple weeks ago and it's not changed. Yo's go, going up to oh Yoish, I always mess up their names, but yeah. one of Rapongi Vice is going up to heavyweight. The other one I don't know that he like has the skills or charisma to go a ton more than where he is in the card. Yeah. And everyone else is forty. Right, so yeah. they need to bring in some guys at their earliest possible convenience to make this to to make that division matter again. I actually think uh, Show is going to stay uh, as a junior, just because yeah. like you look at how short that guy is. Like he's mm-hmm. built, but it's like a Taiji Ishimori kind of thing where he's a tiny, tiny man, but he's also like eight hundred percent muscle. So I think we'll see where right. he goes, but I think Junior's where he's going to be at. That's yeah, we'll see. Feeling. I mean, he's he's um, Shingo. Yeah, is not a very tall gent. Too, you know? that's true. So, it's it's. I could see it go either way. I mean, here's the reason. The same reason that I thought they were going to start intermingling more with um, the ticking time bomb because they don't they don't have any room. Yeah. That's true. You know, and it looks like that is the one thing I watched. I finally got around to watching the final of, uh, <laughs> of the best of super juniors. And uh, if that's not a, you know, if, if, if Despy after wrestle kingdom doesn't move up to heavy, then I'm going to be yeah. very surprised. Despy needs to drop so, those, those tag titles and move up to something like either singles right. in the juniors or go up to heavyweight and you know win the never title or something like that. Cause, yeah, yeah, I think the only thing that's keeping it in a weird spot is if if um I, I guess they don't have do they have another junior now in, in Suzuki Gun? If somebody subs in mm. and they lose, you know, in one of these row two shows, or if um I don't know if they've announced a match for the junior titles on one of the nights of, of Wrestle Kingdom yet, but it's like, I, th- I think they have, but I'm not recalling what it is. Yeah, he would have lost it, I think, if he if everybody was healthy then again it's weird thing too because i don't know that oh no they were both supposed to be in the in the singles tournament because they didn't have a tag tournament this year so yeah um a juniors tag so who knows what was who i don't know like the, the uh i remember now uh the tag titles is going to be despi and kanamaru the champions versus mm-hmm. i think it was watto and oh i want to I'm scrolling through their page now because I know they announced it, but it was like it's going to be Watto and uh, it was like Watto and Tiguchi or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say like that's that's the funky weapon spot on a big show in 2021 for sure. Yeah, 2009. There we go. I got. Yep, it's Tiguchi and uh, Watto, which is that makes sense. Um, Kind of. It makes sense except that's not the team to beat. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm just like they, they don't have too many options, uh, you know. Yeah. So I'm just like I'm again. I'm, which the, yeah, I'm rooting for them just because I want circle. I want better things for Desperado. You know. Me too. Rush. 
Blake Christensen. I mean, ACH, they seem to use, you know, when they can use them. Like, um, you know, make it happen, New Japan, because the the talent's out there to to beef it up and you're relying on older gentlemen. And Taguchi can go when he needs to, but, you know, you're relying on older gentlemen for the most part who are having heavyweight matches in the middle of these, like, super legendarily prestigious uh, um, tournaments. Like, the, the, these, the J-Cup in the Best of Super Juniors is why wrestling looks like it does now on the yeah. and anything. And now you have Tatsumi Fujinami style matches in the middle of your tournament. And it just, it's weird, you know, like, right. It's not even its style change. Like when, you know, in a lot of Indies, when the flyers were, uh, you know, we had 190 pound, uh, a crop of 190 pound, mostly African-American flyers get replaced by a bunch of uh, pasty Caucasian grapple fuck guys yeah. that, which got replaced by a bunch of giant hosses, you know, like it's not even a style change. It's just like a, like not it's, it's Japanese heavyweight matches. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, bring some of these, if, if nothing, if we got nothing out of this tournament, there's some dudes that can beef up your undercard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone on this, everyone in this tournament, I like, you know, on some level mm-hmm. or another. I I spoke my piece about TGP and TJP, but he's mm-hmm. a solid guy who would absolutely be welcome in the best super junior context or even the oh, yeah, ever. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah. If you can just I've get seen TJP, get them you want to see a <laughs> yeah, get them all. You want to see a great two two identical styles that work. I've seen TJP and Rocky Romero at all levels of their career uh, mm. as, you know, as Black Tiger and Cobra, I think it's, it's Cobra, yeah. as TJP and Rocky Romero, like, just to have incredible Japanese junior style lucha-infused technical matches, you know? Yeah. Like, that's not, you know, that wouldn't hurt you in the middle of the of the show, so. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather see that and kind of more, to be honest. Like, I, I like him in his tag team spot, but I'm not excited, you know, yeah. to see kind of more versus show or no. Yeah. He's a guy who, you know, you don't really look forward to his matches uh, in a singles competition, at least. Um, no. Yeah. No. I mean, I used to, but, and I'm sure it's still there, but for whatever reason, he's neither percent of the time. It's not. I, it, it's like, I think every time he's, it's like been built around him getting a count out victory or yeah. waiting for that, uh, uh, Satori Sunrise spot or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's being the whiskey. There's this weird thing happening in New Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Where all guys that hit a certain age uh, turn into 1985 Bill Dundee <laughs> for some reason. That's like, true. And, and like, because I, I, I know Jado has some injuries forever. Yeah. And it's part of the reason that Guido is the more renowned singles wrestler because Jado got hurt a lot. But like, you can't tell me that Jado, uh, Togo, mm. and all the, you know, uh, and, and any of these other guys can't, with these amazing young talents, still have an incredible match. But they're just fucking wandering around pulling stuff out of their pockets. And like, it's just, out. I just don't get it. Like, it's really weird they haven't used Togo more. Because like right? last time we saw him do a real match, he could still go. Like, he's still, yeah. he's, he's, pro- he's definitely in better shape than Jado. 
Um, yeah, Togo but he's just, and um, yeah, Sabre he's, tore it up in PWG yeah. in 2019. Yeah, he's just they, they're just devoted to having him uh, choke people with a rope uh, for whatever it's reason. A, it's not even a rope, it's a thing that cuts people's heads off. Yes, Gerard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, 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 if you do that to James Bond's neck, yeah. until he manages to get like something in between like it's right. not that's not for choking people out that's like yeah. a piano wire right yeah like, <laughs> you're right yeah shingo like all those dudes as we're gonna find out at the end of the show wrestling needs to do a better job of not putting their wrestlers <laughs> in situations where they die and then don't die yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's get into the middle of the, the Super Jacob show uh, where we had Danny Limelight versus and J.R. Kratos versus Fred Rosser and Rocky Romero in a tag match, uh, which super fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I like uh, everybody in here. I think it's the first time for me seeing uh, three of them, except for Rocky Romero. Um, and I was impressed by all of them. This is a good tag match. Mm-hmm. This is the better tag match out of the two that were on the show for me. Definitely. Yeah. You unless you missed that whole Nexus thing, you've seen Rosser probably. Uh, who was he in Nexus, or was he same name? I don't remember. I, he was very. Uh, oh, he was Derry Young. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah. I just didn't recognize him. Okay. Well, well then... it's because in Japan he's a, you know, he's a super heavyweight. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, well then, never mind. Yeah, okay. I never even made the connection. That's awesome. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked he looked great. Uh, I I'm a big fan of uh, Kratos. Yep. Um, I, I thought he was awesome. Um, Limelight is great. I feel like I've seen him before, but I I can't I can't place it. And why wasn't this the second from last tag team match? I don't. I'm not. It's that it's the Kenta name value, I guess. They I guess yeah. yeah they imported in an empty room in yeah. Los Angeles. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they imported Kenta and they. They went through all the trouble to get him from Japan, and uh, I guess that earns him a second-to-last match spot. I don't know. You're right, though. This might is... this have? Go ahead. Might this have been filmed a long time ago? Possibly, like a little while ago. Like who like, knows? Is, when... is, could that? Yeah. Could Mexico have been live and like? All of this could have didn't... been filmed anytime. <laughs> it's a timeless yeah. building. Time doesn't right. exist within it. Because this was was bothering me, and it shows how much of a dork I am. Mm. Is that case new? Is it not broken yet? Right. Or is there an American case and a Japanese case? Like, is he going to go <laughs> and they're going to hand him the busted up one? Because yeah, uh, you know this case looked like, and it, that case is super distracting to me because um, I used to work at a, a, a rock club for a club that uh, bass player at the time owned, yeah. and he had a briefcase that was like a little red briefcase like that that was like a like a children's um, suitcase. Yeah. It, it had like a Holly hobby or something on it. That was had all of his paperwork and everything else in it. And like, so I, every time I see that, I, I think that that's the, the Eric Godin uh, briefcase that Kenta stole. But uh, like, I don't know, like uh, this again, Rocky's there. And I don't know, you know, I think that limelight who has, I thought was flawless. There are a lot of people character wise doing what he does in new Japan already. Like, you know, I feel like that this cool filthy Tom Lawler faction is sort of like junior bullet club anyway. So I feel like if any of those guys call up filthy Tom Lawler, like I feel like if any of those guys are doing anything, like they're going to be bullet club guys or bullet club adjacent guys. So we don't really, 
no offense, Danny Limelight, but uh, we already have El Fantasmo doing right, doing what you're doing. But that Jack Kratos, like man, like he'd be a, he'd be if you have friggin' strong guy in the early 2000s getting over in in New Japan as like a, a completely immobile muscle guy that literally yeah. just had people like fly off him, and even a young Josh Barnett who who you know wasn't at that time, the most charismatic guy getting super over in new Japan at that time. I don't think the culture has changed so much that you bring in Kratos and he'll, you know, get over like, and, yeah. and Fred Ross or another one, like he's, he's good. He's bigger than he is. I think he's maybe, I don't think he's as good as juice, no. but I think he could be that, that sort of thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like new Japan, it, like I, I, I hate to say it because when it happens, I'm going to be pissed that all these guys are on the show, but, <laughs> but like, I, I think that they, they could use some of these guys, you know, like, especially if they're going to be running more shows and going international. Yeah. Um, or they need to bring more guys when they can to these shows. So it's not so distinctly different. Right. Yeah. I think that's uh, the, you know, the effect of the pandemic. Uh, but once they can mix sure. the rosters, I think it's, they're, they're in a good position once they can mix the rosters, I think. I agree. They yeah. have a lot of deep, deep talent pool that isn't, you know, uh, on a year where they're basically repeating themselves, Wrestle Kingdom wise, because they have they have two shows and you know having two two you know night of work double like yeah, you know like uh, an undercard match with um, you know uh, uh, you know even just a big eight man with a lot of these junior guys on it would would go a long way to fill some space and nobody would be disappointed you know? i agree yeah so so that i thought that was a fun match i liked it uh, fred ross did a threw a fucking weird stomach headbutt at some point that, that, <laughs> yeah. that tickled me <laughs> yeah. and and sold it yep um yeah. i um i my only worry of fred ross and this is a little too meta is that i know that um japan is a little regressive in regards in some cases, you know, yeah. to, to people's sexuality. So, um, yeah, I don't know how much it, I think it would, it probably would suck to be, be there in Japan, like, yeah. you know, uh, being gay and everything in there, but like, um, people seem fine with Kenny Omega playing gay, at least, uh, who knows what his personal yeah. situation is, you know? I think that Ishimori is. Uh, so I had been friends with Ishimori and we never spoke. We were Facebook friends. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I, there's a pretty good chance that Ishimori is actually gay. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't yeah. yeah. This will be the thing that gets us like on, on, on news. Like, <laughs> yeah. Massachusetts podcaster outs to Jerry Ishimori. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like he identified at, at, at one time mm. as bisexual anyway. So, okay. um, yeah. So we'll we'll uh we'll see what happens. You, you know, with with Fred Rossi, but I, I mean, he's got a great look. He he should yeah. he should uh, FMW might be a uh, okay fit for him, but that's a swollen roster as it is. So. True. Yeah, I think like even if he just sticked uh, stuck to uh, New Japan's like American circuit, like he's in a good place. Yeah. That's a good place yeah, for I, him. He's a good worker and like he's he's distinctive. He is, and he's picky, I guess. I, I listened to uh, Alvarez and him do an interview, and he's very picky about his shows now. So, you oh. know, he wants to do Japan, and he's very, uh, um, you know, so he'll probably stay injury-free. 
Yeah. Um, speaking of injury free, <laughs> um, this this is a, a, a next match is a match wrought with fake and real injuries to some degree, and uh, yeah. uh, I, it felt longer than seven minutes and twenty four seconds. I'll be uh, honest. Um, oh, you're talking about Blake? We we skipped ACH and Chris Bay. Oh shoot! Uh, yeah, that was Which, a good match. Yeah, that was good. I didn't have much to say about that. Both of the second round matches were very short, under 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, shorter yeah. than the Young Lion match at the start, actually, which is crazy. Right. Um, one it, of them should have been short, I think. Which one? The Phantasmo Blake Christian one? No. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they didn't have to do as much as they did, but I understand Blake Christian wanting to not, you know. But I, I thought these guys worked well together. I have the feeling that we might see ACH uh, in impact for that. Right. For that reason, in some regard, they they had like a very good chemistry. Um, I would love that. Yeah, yeah. In their, um, they seem like Bay, though they were probably contemporaries, and it just took a while. Like some some pro wrestling tectonic plates needed to move. <laughs> yeah, um, to to give to have Bay be able to like you know get get some some FaceTime. Um, uh, you know, they may be more contemporaries than it seems, but uh. Uh, you know, it was cool that ACH is just a weird thing that exists on his weird charisma and personality. That's like, you you can't tell me what ACH's gimmick is or, or what no. it is. It's just like, yeah. And uh, Chris Bay has like, a, you know, an old school 80s style gimmick. And, and I, I think he'll, you know, he would bring impact to another level, I think. Yeah. At a, if in a different time in front of crowds and stuff. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed this, but it, I I was when it when the pin actually was the I got up to grab uh, something that I had left in the living room and came back and and I, I saw the finish unfolding. Yeah, you know, but like didn't think in a million years that it was going to be over already. So. Yeah, they worked very well together. I kind of wish that they got more. I understand wanting to save you know ACH for the finals, but still, it kind of like mm-hmm. I do want more from them, and I I agree with you. I hope ACH pops up an impact. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I do like that that ACH's finisher he sold it. Yeah. To you know, like I thought that that was you know again just again there was everything here was fundamentally sound, which uh, like our I don't want to say indifference to this show. If anyone was ever paying attention, could definitely point to like in mine anyway. I'll just speak mm-hmm. for me, but I, I know you know from talking to you to a lesser degree like a lot of the real firework matches that we see we bemoan the 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 lack of the fundamentals and this was all the show is all fundamentals right and no fireworks yes so yeah. I, I don't know it's all fundamentals to a point where you you just you want right. some fireworks and you don't really get right. ever you know yeah for sure um in in the stuff that they did give um didn't didn't go anywhere. Yeah. So, speaking of, let's talk about Fantasma yeah. versus Blake Christian. Uh, I let's. I'll start with this. I hated the ending to this match, just because I, 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 I get what they were doing because they were like, oh, Blake Christian's nose is broken. He can't like see the blood's like in his eyes or whatever, and he's still yeah. climbing the top rope, and it's taking forever. And it long enough that Fantasma's like, come on, like jump on me. And then he yeah. jumps, obviously, and then right into, like, you know, losing the match just immediately. And it was it just, like, 
don't know if it was timing or communication, whatever, but it just didn't work and make Blake Christian look like the biggest idiot in the world. For sure. Yeah. I would have liked this finish at two minutes and 24 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was, you know, some like, there was some build up with him, like reversing a few things that El Phantasmo pulled out or like outsmarting yeah, El Phantasmo yeah. with like uh Phantasmo. Like, Oh, I can reverse this. And then Christian throws something different and gets him. Uh, but that mm-hmm. didn't happen at the end. It was kind of like, yeah, you're right. If it was a shorter match that would have probably made it more impactful. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm chair booking. I mean, I was expecting, honestly, Blake Christian to be caught in like a nip up or something and get just stomped on the face and pinned. Yeah. Like, I, I, again, I understand not wanting to have a, a dud match or whatever else, but you were fed this convoluence of uh, events mm-hmm. that could have, you know, you could have given. And again, I love Blake Christian and I yeah. theoretically enjoy El Phantasmo. Um, you could have given six more matches to ACH and Chris Bay and raised their credentials. And I don't think it would have hurt Blake Christian any. Day. No. And it would you have know, been people like, would have just assumed he was hurt for real. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And it would have been like, uh, it would have held Phantasmo story with him. Like, Oh, he hasn't wrestled in whatever. And now he's taking a, he's getting like an easy pass into the next round uh, versus right. wrestling a match. That's basically the same length as the, uh, the other second round match. Agree. It, all you got out of this was Blake Christian's fire, yep. but like that only works if Blake Christian. And I guess he is on new. Uh, I haven't watched like since August any of that New Japan strong. And I guess he is on that some, but like Blake Christian fighting through a broken nose for seven minutes and twenty four seconds only matters if Blake Christian's on TV next week. Yeah, you know, because I don't want fucking. Kevin Gill and Joey Janela to like put that over on a game changer show. Right. He had a fucking broken nose. <laughs> Joey. <Yeah. laughs> Joey's nose was fucking broken. <laughs> but uh yeah, so like I you know um I don't know, just 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 I, I just again I just don't get it. I, I'm not a pro wrestling booker. Uh nope. you know, I, I have a million notebooks in piles in my house that shows that it's probably the, the one thing that I am uh, either over or underqualified for, because I've been doing it since I was nine, but like, I, 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 you know, I just don't understand this such an easy out. So, so much time to kill for, for free. And the person who needed to get over Seven minutes again. We're, you know how often do we bemoan a seven-minute match? But seven minutes of El Fantasmo having to take a guy who couldn't see a move out <laughs> yeah. didn't do him any favors. So. No, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird book, uh, weirdly booked tournament the whole way through. In some ways, who is doing this show? Do we know? It, w- it's not. I don't. It's not Shibata. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know who does. Uh, it's got to be Rocky, right? That's probably the best guess uh, that or yeah. Gato is setting faxes <laughs> and they're getting them a minute before showtime. <laughs> I it, don't know. All right. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. Gato is sending faxes written in, uh, in Japanese Spanglish. <laughs> no one, knows, no one knows exactly yeah. what's happening. So that's what they're only taking the small pots. They understand. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, 
I will think that I would think that Gato would have a hand in it. I don't know if he would be in the nitty gritty of it, but like I would think he would at least be the one deciding the winner, just because mm. the winner is going to wrestle. Yeah. Two. So yeah, at the very least, I think he would be the one picking that part. And, and here goes my other problem with this whole tournament. Yeah, there's only one guy other than ACH and the juniors that's been a, a, an actual New Japan wrestler. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like there was just a lot of dudes fed to one guy. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm talking about this like anyone who wanted to watch it didn't watch it, and we weren't supposed to cover it a week, a week ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't want to say who wins. <laughs> but, yeah. um, uh, next up is uh, Bullet Club of uh, the legendary Kenta versus um, two young lions, one of which was Rent Narita, who I popped for when he came through the curtain. I was so happy. I yeah. didn't notice well, that in my notes. And I think uh, it's like, New what, Japan. Kevin Knight's first match, I think? Or something like that? Yeah. Uh, I thought I had heard of him when I saw his name, but he obviously wasn't who I thought, but he looks he looks terrific. Yeah. Um, uh, New Japan has done a phenomenal job getting people, me anyway, invested in their young, their young lions, which was something that, in retrospect, I'll be honest, I didn't care about, like, uh, Goto. Mm-hmm. I remember all those guys coming up, and I was just, that was like, if I, I only watched those matches if I was lucky enough to get a full show yeah. at the time. You know what I mean? Like, if it was mm. in a, a tournament of some kind, I'd always, like, I don't want to watch Goto or any of, you know, right. any of these friggin' guys. Yoshihashi. But, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like, I, you know, am invested in every young lion that comes through. They are doing, a, like, better than anyone. Like, uh, some of that stuff, like, on the roads to, like, those might be the only matches I watch, you know? So, yeah. Um, it, you know, it's very telling that Red Narita comes out. The only problem with it is, is that, you know, it may be, I, I can't think of a good example of it, but like there is the minefield of getting a master Watto back, but right. Yeah. Um, I still think he'll figure it out. <laughs> he needs yep. to change his look or new Japan has to change its look overall to match the right. Technicolor dream wig that he is living with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does stand out in yeah. the crowd, especially when he has uh, uh, the undyed mullet. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, of, of, you know, he's backed by a legend. They just, I don't know, for whatever reason, it's like, it's a weird thing too, right? Like, to not specify a martial arts where they definitely <laughs> made, in Japan, him be a I love when we accidentally turn into like a social political wrestling show. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a really weird thing to bring in a Chinese gimmick, two of them. Yeah. At the same time. And like, I don't know. It's like somebody just discovered like, uh, <laughs> like got a stack of golden harvest Blu-rays or something. Yeah. And they're like, Jim Dandy. Yeah. We need a hopping vampire and a, and a Kung Fu master. Yeah, but, like, right. He's just like, you could have made, I, I mean, Retinarita. Let's face it, Watto is, does not have matinee looks. <laughs> so, like, you're no. already, you yeah. know, he, he looks like, you know, with that, his his adorable little pudgy face, he looks like somebody cosplaying as a Jet League character, not That's a true. Jet League character. Right, yeah. So, and plus they had him, you know, maybe the worst, most Vince McMahon booking of any character I've ever seen anywhere outside of WWF where they true. just have to get beat up on his 
He just <laughs> didn't show up for a match. He just goes, I'm Master Watto. Gets yeah. beat up. <laughs> Wins yeah. one match. Loses every other match for a month. Like, what do they think is going to happen? Why don't people like Master Watto? Yeah, I know. What it's, do you think, Yoshihashi? It's <laughs> weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. The Yoshihashi of the juniors. Just what we need. It's true. Yeah. It's like we're, we're making Yoshi competent. We need another person who's... Yeah. It's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a, a, an entire roster of eighty or forty-year-old guys, and then the new guy is uh, not going to win against any of them. He's not going to. Right. We'll see how that turns. Yeah. Out. Yeah. yeah. Not much. Well, to he's going to be a tag champ, I think. Oh yeah. Not much to say about this tag match because uh, uh, this one, um, just because I think it was mostly about uh, Bullet Club beating up Kevin Knight and uh, Kevin Knight just being a young lion. Yep. Yeah, was... I would not be surprised if Hingaleo shows up in Japan as Kenta's Hida. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, I would like that too because I think Kenta needs something else to help his act out a little bit at this mm-hmm. point. Um, yeah, and he put on some size. He looks really good. Mm-hmm. He does like yeah. when they first brought him in. He looked like a a tall string bean, but. Yeah, now he's a tall streaming with some muscle. And Kenta, right. you know, once Kenta loses that briefcase, he is going to need something to help even his odds or bullet club it up in his matches. And Hikaleo mm-hmm. is a good uh, a good replacement for a briefcase as anything. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Do you think... Now we'll talk about this another time. It involves somebody on another show. Okay. <laughs> I'm on a third show. Okay. Um, but... Uh, I'm wondering if uh, we'll get a Kenta victory on night one mm. and then somebody coming out and oh. challenging him for night two. Moxley. You know, so we yeah. get a little, yeah. I think, I think if Moxley doesn't secretly go to Japan and wind up competing in uh, Wrestle Kingdom, uh, he's going to be a New Year's Dash uh, surprise. Either showing, showing up or like sending a video and being like, you've been, you know, have you had my name in your mouth for eight months or whatever for for a whole year you've been has he been on tv a lot moxley uh i haven't watched AEW. i just signed back up for cable to like watch basketball so i haven't watched AEW in a while i don't think he has been though yeah so yeah this is i mean could be just hanging around we're getting there yeah i don't know he would have to be there yes already for 14 days right so, though traveling is not the best idea when you have a uh, a, 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 a wife. wife with child yeah. yeah yeah but john moxley if you need somebody to go hang out uh with your beautiful <laughs> wife while you're in japan yeah. i can send my because i adore her i just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> if i ever met her i'd be like mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're all podcasters <laughs> yeah. we all have that much in common it's true <laughs> yeah Oh, man. Uh, the name of your show makes me blush. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it brings us to the finals of this card. And, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing the matter with this match other than the fact that also now Phantasmo remembered how to wrestle to the best of my <laughs> ability and, and, and did the same thing he did last year, I believe. And, and More or less, just, yeah. Yeah, I just don't, I, I don't know. Like, could have been great. Uh, I I wasn't as excited. I like ACH, but I wasn't as excited about ACH 
fighting on Wrestle Kingdom than I was almost anyone else. Right. Um, uh, on this show, I guess, like um, maybe Horace, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I, I just think that there were a lot of potentially great star making match. Imagine if friggin' Chris Bay or Blake Christian shows up in how heroic they look in a loss. Right. The greatest junior heavyweight wrestler, you know, like yeah. going right now. So this was a, it, nothing to matter with this. It was just distracting all the pipe they laid, I guess, to not do anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. They just had, it's like they had a story and they kind of gave up on it. It's weird. Right. Yeah. The story was that Phantasmo was super rusty and had to cheat in his first match and then kind of got mm-hmm. lucky to have a, an injured opponent in the second match. And then he was fine this one, and he, you know, he won with some low blows and whatever he, you know, always does, mm-hmm. uh, just like a normal Elphantasmo. Yeah, and ACH had a hurt back, and I, I feel like that. But I mean, I don't know. They, maybe they booked themselves into a corner where, you know, but you know, the story is Elphantasmo won by fighting two broken wrestlers, but it didn't seem that yeah. didn't seem to be the narrative. So right, yeah, ACH's back wasn't like quite that broken. It seemed like he was right. It was hurt. He was selling it, but it wasn't like it also it's like an escalation, you know, like his back is hurt. Mm-hmm. But like every wrestler seems to have a hurt back. Uh, Blake Christian's yep. like face was busted. He couldn't see. Yeah. And it still took fantastic right. seven minutes to beat him. Uh, I feel like yeah. the, the the greater injury should have been the the final match, maybe. And like, mm-hmm. you know, given the, that face a little bit more. Um, and what higher. does this say to Phantasmo that it took him a combined heading towards 35 minutes yeah. or so to be a guy, not uh, one, one guy. So Leo rush is probably fair. He, he could be mentioned in that name. So I was being, yeah. Uh, but like it took almost an hour to um so funny somebody's texting me about miles spidey right now um <laughs> it uh to to be two broken guys and you know uh, somebody who had been wrestling all along you right. know like I, I don't think that that makes me think that he's not just going to japan to lose like and if he doesn't what the fuck are they trying to tell us that El Fantasmo yeah. is so good that 40% <laughs> of him is better than everybody else. I just don't understand. I don't know. I do think he's going to Japan just to lose. I think they just want to give um, uh, uh, Takahashi something to do on night one. But Is he fighting both nights? Uh, I think he's, the winner of the first night moves on to the second night. So, to fight Ishimori. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm like, well, you're not going to get Ishimori Phantasma. Yeah, right. What the hell are they doing? I know. (laughs) It's like, it's the one, it's, oh God, I love Hiromu so much. And then it's like, but I'm not really amped to see him do a match that's like 90% based off of Phantasma trying to punch him in the dick. Like, right. If Phantasma wins, he's joining Osprey's faction. Yeah. Like, that's that's the only answer that I can come up with. That Phantasmo beats Takahashi and cheats to beat Amore, Ishimori and then saddles up with his old friend, yeah. Will Ospreay. 
honestly, that seems that seems so depressingly likely, you know, mm-hmm. just because well, other than the fact that Takahashi has like the most name value of any junior in New Japan and they would want him on both nights. Right. But storyline wise, yeah, what you said, you make sense. He's got to be four for fifth, right? Like, yeah. Because what they're doing with Tanahashi and Okada is definitely probably. I mean, I don't think that you know those two aren't still filling up uh, larger venues in Japan in their tours, but like, I mean, I, they don't seem like big stars to me right now, right? And in 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 Takahashi does you know Takahashi to me seems to be. Uh, he he has the potential of Naida, but he's like not hurt and right. Like, you know, like it's tough to judge Naido because he's had, he can't fucking broken eyes and hurt back, and is still <laughs> yeah. having you know great matches with the right people. So um, he's probably not going to make it tonight too if the first night is uh, is um, Kota Ibushi anyway, because those two all like every injury I just mentioned was from matches Kota Ibushi, I think, but more or less. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, ACH versus El Fantasmo, a match where, almost like we talked about with War Games, was good despite itself, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, it's. I almost feel like I have to watch it in a vacuum to find out how good it is, because, like, they just, by the time I got to it, like, five minutes in, I knew nothing that they did mattered, because all of a sudden, El Fantasma remembered I'm the guy that hits people in the ding-dong, and, and that, like, <laughs> yeah. just going for that every two minutes, and I don't know, like, ACH, like, uh, they're, they're just, it, and also it seemed like there was a lack of chemistry to me, which is weird, because I, I feel like ACH yeah. has had good matches, you know, he could show up here, and he and I could have a, you know, a, I could ref a match between ACH and my cat, and it would be good, so. Right, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, like what a, I don't know what they're again, doing. Again, I'm happy it happened. I enjoyed yeah. it. It was fun to um, when I went to work at the wrong time to sit and watch it in my office <laughs> at work. And, you know, I wasn't bored, but at the you know, and I started watching it. You know what's funny is I remember saying to you on uh, earlier that day where we didn't do the show last week. Yeah, uh, full of Tylenol, ibuprofen. Um, and, and orange juice that I was really amped. Yeah. Like after the first two matches, I was really excited for this tournament. And, and again, there was not a bad thing on here. You yeah. know, like I'd say that this would be three stars all the way down, you know, but like, right. yeah, well, maybe not Hikaleo and Kenta, but the man, I don't, matches. I don't... <laughs> the tournament yeah. matches three stars all the way down. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. And, and, and at least, I mean, there was nothing the matter with the either of the tag matches. They would probably be, like, in the two and a half, you know, range. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I, I, I will go back and watch, he said, uh, not having time to do anything most of the time. But I, I want to go back, I should say, watch El Fantasmo and ACH as, as just a match by itself and see. Because on paper, I would have been excited about, ooh, 16 minutes of that. Like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it didn't. And really. I think, I, do you think some of that's shenanigans? Because that didn't seem like 16 minutes to me. I, I could be wrong about that. Do you think maybe they I started the timer when he jumped him? Maybe, yeah. I think the the bell might have rung when he jumped him, which, you know, and then they were on the outside for a little while. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't a particularly memorable event, but none of it was bad. I think we're we're both no. on the same page about that. Um, the most remember. memorable thing was that Kozla loved El Fantasmo and hated El Fantasmo <laughs> and did not stand yeah. El Fantasmo. Yeah, it was <laughs> degraded by the fact that he couldn't hear his. I've never felt more degraded in my life because you can't hear his music. Yeah, I love. I I did love that. That's like why I felt like oh, this is like a weird dress rehearsal thing because like Kozlov's yeah. on there. He's like a face for one match and then a heel for another. And Kevin Kelly's like, didn't you love? El Fantasmo during the first round? Oh, yeah, but you know what? The secret is that uh, I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like him. Yeah. Keep talking. Give me, you know, and also, like, this was fine, but, like, I'll tell you who was coasting in this, and no disrespect, because I think he's top of the pops, is Kevin Kelly. Yeah. I felt like there was maybe some more statistics or whatever, but we got the, oh, come on, Kevin Kelly. Yeah, right. You know, he could have made some of these better, but he didn't have a great dance partner either. But no. Yeah, I don't know. Like I I I I will say I probably enjoyed watching it more than it seems. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I so, was like there was never a point where I was like, I want to turn this off and like watch something else, but there was also uh very little making me sit up and like pay right close attention. I very, agree. very, yeah, very, yeah. very mill on the road, you know. Mm-hmm. which is not what you want from yeah. a super J cup, but I don't think it's funny because they're like another story that they were telling was like El Fantasmo's disrespecting the super J cup legacy or whatever. Uh, but mm-hmm. I feel like having <laughs> the super J cup be like the default American tournament. Um, that's mostly American indie guys uh, disrespects the legacy a little bit more. I-, I wonder if they did it just for content at this time of year or whatever, oh, yeah. because normally they would be, like, I don't know, it goes years. And sometimes they miss their every four years or whatever they're aiming for. Like, so you didn't have to have this tournament. You could have literally just had, this is a less, I guess, offensive isn't the word, offensive tournament if, uh, you know, and I guess it doesn't chronologically line up and, and you're, you're burying the lead. But, like, if the... Winner of this goes to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. The, the winner of this match goes to Wrestle Kingdom, fight the winner of the uh, best of the Super Juniors. That's yeah. much less offensive than branding it. Yeah. I mean, on paper, this is a good thing. I don't know. Yeah. I think I actually, I think I said to a friend, uh, they were, I was telling them, like, yeah, yeah, you should probably watch the show. It's pretty good. And then uh, they're like, oh, so what's the tournament for? Do they get a shot at the title? I was like, oh, well, Phantasmo is going to go on to fight Takahashi at Wrestle Kingdom, but none of them knew that during the tournament. Uh, so right. they're just, they're just competing for a golden jacket like a bunch of dorks. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would be a liar if I said that. Uh, uh, my band's new shirt is the New Japan logo, but it's it's like my band's logo mixed into it. Like yeah. I'd be a liar if I said every time they they showed that jacket, how I wasn't thinking of trying to steal it. <laughs> yeah. Trying to steal. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Like I I, I I'm such a dork for that sort of thing that re- definitely resonates more to me than the giant Little League trophy or or, or whatever yeah. else. Like I. I'd fight for one of those Rivera Steakhouse jackets. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah. Dope jackets so, are dope. Yeah, like, um, we are about to transition to a show that I feel overperformed yeah. from a show that under 
perform. Yeah. Uh, shall we get into it? We also watched WWE TLC. Um, mm-hmm. As well, last Sunday. part two of our oversized holiday spectacular. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this show, I definitely liked a lot more uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the thing, first off, I thought it was very interesting. A cage match. This show gets a, a user rating of like 8.31 or whatever. Pre-show got a 6.5, which is pretty crazy considering I think there was only one match on there. Uh, I haven't watched it, Yeah, but that's pretty interesting. I haven't either. I forgot. Wasn't it Biggie? Yes, it was. uh, No, it was. I mean, that factored into it, uh, but it was like an eight-man tag um, with Big E and Sammy on different sides of different teams. Uh, But TLC itself opened with the WWE title in a tables, ladders, and chairs match with Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. uh, And then The Miz cashed in his Money in the Bank thing in the middle of it to make it a triple threat. Yeah. Here comes my speaking of jackets. Here comes my red blazer and, and tennis racket. But okay. like, I, I feel like they've already made a delineation between how important one of these titles are versus how important the other one is, mm-hmm. just by putting one on first. And on top of that, like you have an up and coming star uh, with one belt and a perennial star finally hitting his popularity so like i feel like you're already saying that um that one of these belts isn't as important as another one of these yeah belts, i think maybe nobody cares but, i uh, i agree with you be- mostly like in a bubble i wouldn't really care but routinely yeah. the wwe title is the one that opens the show or is earlier right. in the card and the universal title is the you know main event or closer to it in mm-hmm. this case. Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate for Drew's run, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's they do definitely like show you which title they care about more um, by yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah, or or maybe they're not thinking about it at all, right? Maybe, like, yeah. Maybe you have a great match between, you know, it's very hard for AJ Styles to have a bad match. This is a match that he's very under, they don't do a lot. Like, you know, of AJ, you know, is usually having great matches with people his size. You don't often see him, you know, now that Cena isn't around and stuff like that, like having match. He doesn't have a lot of matches with Orton. You know what I mean? And he didn't do much with like, even the Fiend, if I recall. But like, so now you have the opportunity for, uh, AJ to do his best Shawn Michaels and like flip, you know, flip flop and fly and stuff. We talked in chat. This is a better match without this gimmick. Yeah. Like if this was just uh, a regular match and the Miz came in and, you know, did a WrestleMania 31, like probably a better match. You're right. Yeah. This could have been this on paper for me. Uh, I won't slow us down anymore, but I talked to you in chat. TLC makes me furious. Like for some (laughs) reason of all the things that they do a lot, yeah, like this is like the most dangerous stuff that means the less. It doesn't mean anything. Like, yeah. Uh, so, you know, with dudes getting smashed through stuff and forty-something-year-old AJ and your young champion, like I'm just like, man, like I don't care that it's not in front of people. I don't care that you could theoretically film this on Thursday, like, uh, like, and, and stop it if anything happened. Like, this is just not good business to have have this go on you yeah. know like so yeah. 
it's Again, like, I just it's like seeing like a hardcore movie. match on like a on a house show or something like that. Like when Seth right. Rollins like injured his knee doing going through a table or power bombing came through a table, uh, you know, at a house show in front of probably like you know a couple thousand people. It was like why why are you doing that? Uh, why are you letting your top star do that? And you know, then you have to change your plans for the next six months uh, for some dumb like spot like that. And right. Just, because of the furniture, we saw very little, too, of, like, you know, I expected this whole match to be seeing AJ flying across the uh, Thunderdome, you know, screens and, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you could have had a great match and done so much less. It's the opening match, like, dudes that's fallen off ladders, and it just was just, like, I watched the whole thing being, like, I don't you know, like, I don't understand. And we'll talk, there's a thing that I want to pick your brain about in the semi-main too, like WWF's talent. Somebody is letting the wrestlers wrestle now. That wasn't mm-hmm. happening. We can both agree eight months ago, right? Yeah. So yeah. the the matches, I mean, that said, we had a TLC, we had a Money in the Bank running, but the matches uh, in a vacuum are not as st- stupendously boggled by their you know it's just a bad finish so yeah like you know this match was good Mm. i i will say that uh it would be hard for me to say i liked it because i was super distracted by the fact that i just didn't understand it right you know like like they were having this violent match because it was this show and you didn't need it And, and 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 he beat everybody so there's yeah. no reason for to get another, you know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the the second one of these was perfect the way it was set up because you got a reason to have a particular type of match on an important primetime show. And this just did nothing. Nothing came out of this. Except yeah. he's going to fight somebody else now. Right. He's gotten rid of AJ and uh, The Miz doesn't have the briefcase anymore. So we can... Right not worry about cashing that in before the year is up. Um, right. Two yeah. fresh challengers just thrown to the, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. Uh, unless he's going to fight AJ's heater there, but I don't think that's going to happen because no, nope. doesn't seem like, uh, doesn't seem if they want that guy in the ring. They don't want almost in the ring so far. Um, so yeah, I think it was in a bubble. It's a good thing. It just wipes the slate clean for the rumble. I'm guessing whoever wins that is going to, be McIntyre's challenger and mania. Um, mm-hmm. But the hell. <laughs> yeah. But he has no rumble challenge either. Yes. True too. Yeah. Like you can't, it's so hard to have a, like a, like not that you want your baby face to win in some sort of a fudged finish, but like, like there is no way that if somebody climbs up that ladder and grabs the belt, mm. AJ can say he has any stake in it. He could have won. Yeah, you know, so, so yeah. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. too old and I'm too cranky. And I just don't understand. <laughs> I I'm still. I also agree with you. I don't understand the booking of this whole thing. I'm like happy with. Uh, I, I'm happy McIntyre is still champion. You don't expect any title changes um, uh-huh. in this uh, on this pay per view, even though we did get one later. But yeah, uh-huh. it's not. I I love I love him. Like, I think yeah. I am really into McIntyre right now. Me too. And I He's feel great. like, uh, granted, like, I, I feel like, you know, to go back to Brody Lee, 
he is the one who now is suffering the most in this pandemic thing because we have no litmus of if anyone gives a fuck. You know? Yeah, I agree. I uh, I think the plan must be to keep him champion until you know you can get crowds around him or you know have him lose it and win it back with to a big ovation hopefully but you're right it's hard yeah. to tell it's hard to tell who's over and who's not in this era of piped right. crowd noise yeah right. oh that was not in this match but there's another match coming up where I, I couldn't like i couldn't even maybe it was this match one of these matches the piped in crowd noise was just like because here's the thing it's indifferent yeah, it's just the ding, right? It's not like they're excited or whatever else. Just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the next match was Sasha Banks versus Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Title, uh, which I we talked about this one a little bit. I liked it a lot. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm generally a Carmella fan, so I was happy to see her. I think she like overperforms whenever she's given an opportunity, whether that's like a match or like being our truth's BFF for the 24 mm-hmm. title. 24-7 title. Another thing in this, I feel like Sasha Banks, who always performed, has had a string of matches that were slam dunks that should have been better or were not very great. Like the Bailey yeah. stuff, I, I didn't dislike it, but I felt like what I saw should have been better. Um, I'm a big Sasha Banks fan. Um, they Because of gimmicks, they missed the opportunity to... Uh, mentioned that this was a in an all massachusetts uh true women's title match um yeah which by the way that has to suck for her to be a <laughs> a new york character being from massachusetts but yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i i think i, I liked carmella and then and then felt like she maybe just chemistry didn't have a, a string of mediocre matches with charlotte which i feel is hard yeah. to do and I like the build up to this from from the packages. I like her little assistant. I think all that stuff's fun. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed this match. I, I it was one of my favorites on the show for sure. Yeah. Uh, by the way, give that assistant a raise because he like caught Carmella on like a scary dive where she nearly like broke her neck. Uh, mm-hmm. The the one blight on this match. Uh, otherwise, like yeah. yeah, very they have very good chemistry, which I. Probably shouldn't be surprised. They've both been in the company for a long time. Um, yeah, she had she stole Sasha Banks' gimmick of doing mm-hmm. a haphazard dive that almost snapped her, would have snapped <laughs> yeah. her in half otherwise, and somehow right. alive. Yep. Yeah. Um, a very good match. I don't know if there's much else to say about it other than I, you know, no, because I, I, I don't I think was anyone disappointed. Oh, go ahead. Thought go ahead. it was going to be good, right? Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I don't think anyone expected Carmella to like win it so it's kind of like there's no drama to it but like what they gave us was very good mm. i am um, was only disappointed that sasha banks didn't grab a jet pack from under the <laughs> ring and do a jet pack existed <laughs> spinning DDT. That, that should be her way. that should be one of her secret signature moves now just mm-hmm. there should just be <laughs> should just be strapped onto one of the monitors on the thunderdome next to one of the yeah. ring posts and then that's just the thing that she does every time <laughs> right yeah i agree like like in the old shows where you'd see uh like blood stains in the middle of the ring that after she wrestled it'd always be a jetpack burn yeah <laughs> just, there's so many weapons under the ring why not a jetpack i don't know yeah <laughs> but i mean like i felt like i was really in bizarro 2020 world because again i had low expectations for this match and i definitely enjoyed this as much or more than just about anything on the 
best of Super Junior show. So, yeah, I, I don't want to get hit with that champagne bottle in the kidneys. Like everybody, like people would like, oh, yeah. saying, oh that's weak sauce. But like, I don't know. I don't want to get hit. In the no, that hurts. That, that looks terrible. Yeah, yeah. That definitely looks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> looks painful. It does. Yeah, I mean, I can. I get weddings at my in my family are weird. If somebody doesn't get champagne bulk over their back, like you know, nobody <laughs> got married. So yes. Yeah. Uh, Shalom. So, yep. Uh, let's see. The Raw Tag Team Title Match came after this. Uh, Hurt Business, Cedric Alexander, and Shelton Benjamin uh, defeated the New Day. Uh, Kofi Kingston, Xavier mm-hmm. Woods. Good match. I don't. It uh, yeah. didn't move me as much as the women's title match, but like it was a good, solid tag match between some very talented wrestlers. Would you say, because this is me, that this is what I think that this match was a reversed victim of your expectations? Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I thought I this love, was going to tear up all these guys. Yeah, and it yeah. kind of was just like it was a quick, like you know regular tag team title match. I don't know. They didn't really you know, uh, blow up my expectations either way. Felt like a TV match. Yeah. Yeah. You, it was only, it was just a shade under 10 minutes. So you could expect this kind of thing on raw. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of makes sense. These like gimmick pay-per-views tend to have like a bunch of matches that are kind of short and fillerish between mm-hmm. the, you know, TLC or hell in a cell or war games or whatever they're doing. Right. So I liked yeah. the first three or four minutes where, uh, they were illustrating the ongoing story that the New Day is just a better team and they were hitting all these great tandem spots and everything else. Like, I was really into it and I was kind of bracing myself for this, like, really cool, old school, uh, like, uh, you know, face in peril middle where somebody made a mistake and they just were able to capitalize or, or whatever. But it just kind of, again, it was it was very similar to I don't even remember what match it was, but it was very similar to the match we talked about earlier where it ended. It was the Blake, uh, the, uh, no, the, um, uh, I already, it's just, if you want a testament to how mediocre that other show was, I forgot everybody who I didn't really know this match. The Chris Bay versus ACH match. Like, yeah. it ended and I was like, Right. I'm like, are you sure that that was what was supposed to happen? Yeah, like, you want something so, a little bit more from it. There were some very nifty spots that like popped me pretty hard. They're all great. Yeah, but like you're right. I mean, it was. It felt short. It felt like uh, it felt like there was like right. another chapter to the story that they never got to tell. I agree, and you you can't be disappointed. I don't think in a match where the, maybe the least able guy uh, in the match is Shelton Benjamin because he's and it's just age. One of the most. <laughs> Yeah, not, but I mean, still like 50 or 25% of Shelton Benjamin is probably still mat- naturally more athletic than than anyone else, like on the whole card. Like he was a freak right. of nature. He is a freak of nature. I, you know, like, so yeah. uh, it's, you know, it's, I, I think that that tag division is super healthy um, if, if only someone else was driving the car like we'd have yeah. some revolutionary stuff going if someone on, like but... cared enough to like tell the stories mm-hmm. and like gave them time to like really shine yeah instead of these 10 minute yeah. matches again right again we're talking about the booking mm-hmm. they built a storyline and it didn't matter other than the other than new day looking better at the beginning of the match the way this match ended didn't matter yeah, it didn't. Everything they built up, like all of a sudden, they just got a quick win, and it didn't didn't matter. Right. 
you know, not a, not even really, not, I mean, a, a, a clustery thing, but not like necessarily diabolical heels or super sneaky or anything else. Like just no, dumb. it was very much I like the. Understand. It's very much like the ref was like, "Hey guys, it's time. Okay, done. Right Next spot is the right. the end exactly. of it. Exactly. Yeah, yep. I don't understand. That's no. my take. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say I liked it, but I wanted more. And you know, right? Like, I have it, no problem with it at all. I don't like the booking. I don't like the the pencil. Yeah, same. Um, I, I I wish they'd taken. Let's talk about the next match because, like, I wish they'd taken about three or four or five minutes from this match and given it to the Raw Tag Team Titles. Uh, they mm-hmm. had Oscar and Charlotte uh, returning, surprising Charlotte Flair, surprising in quotations, uh, versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler in a match that was like fine, but it was like ninety percent about you know being excited that Charlotte's back. Right. That was like the story. I would have actually liked this to be longer mm. because there's an argument to be made where these are definitely the four best women wrestlers in the company, right? Yeah. Um, at least how they're positioned. Right. And I feel like Charlotte is good enough that she could have done a lot with, um, with both those other wrestlers gimmicks. And I, uh, and I love Oscar. So, yeah. you know, and, and she, yeah, Oscar had a really good match, if I recall, with, um, uh, with Nia Jax at one point, like, uh, when they were both still in NXT. Yeah, like, um, definitely. Like a monster match, which was one of my favorite, ma- favorite, uh, underdog matches of the year. So, yeah, I don't know. I wish there was a little more here. I had yeah. no problem with it. It was exactly how you said. Um, but I feel like the women's matches only in weird places are able to, that match, the first women's match didn't have anything to do with how good it could have been. It was because they've put a lot of time and effort into a new character. Right. Um, so, you know, they wanted to have her be able to lose and still kind of go forward, maybe, hopefully. Yeah. Um, you know, this match, it's, there's a million stuff already written in, the, in it. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. been around long enough to fought everybody else. Like Charlotte's back. Um, she is the she's not my favorite but i will you know i would begrudgingly say she is the best um the 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 best american uh female wrestler so yeah yeah, i I just wish it had a little more and did a little more yeah i think when i say i I wish i had less time it's just because the story that they just seemed to want to tell was just charlotte being back didn't matter right should they if they wanted it, to have it's a better, great, yeah, more time if they wanted to have a great match, but it felt like this was just like Charlotte's back. Everybody celebrate and watch her do her signature moves. And uh, right. you know, that was it. But it's also like there wasn't any build really. Like the build was basically right. Nia Jackson, and Shannon Baszler beating up Lana a bunch until she was right. so beat up she couldn't perform. And then Asuka is kind of just roped into this because she was kind of a friend. Uh, on mm. Instagram or something, and yeah, I cried <laughs> I, when I found out that that I was like, "What? Is, like, what are they doing?" Yeah, like I can, can we for the next couple of weeks just make like pro wrestling wise, the name Lana has become a trigger for me. <laughs> like it upsets me, yeah. it makes me shake. Yeah. Like I don't understand. Yeah. Like it's taken up a lot of time. Yeah, like I just don't understand. But in the context of this match, starts hot all the way through. 
Yeah. Some uh, like uh, somebody gets caught in a figure eight that they weren't ready for because mm-hmm. they don't have the internet and nobody knew that uh, <laughs> yeah. you know Charlotte was coming back. And, you know, so somebody gets caught in the figure eight. One of the most tried and true ways to not bury somebody in a win or loss is have a mystery partner come and hit you with your thing. Somebody goes to break it up, gets knocked out by Oscar. Everybody looks awesome in the matches. You know, like I agree, like, even if you're going to have a dumb ending of the match before it's a better match, even regardless of how good any of these people are, regardless of any other uh, metrics, sex color creed anything else that first match is the first of these two matches we're talking about is better if they have more time yeah i agree yeah you know that could be some some you know some fantastic midnight express style stuff in that first match and and you again had an excuse like the great like the uh clash of champions where ricky steamboat came out and beat up like the two tag team champions in the dangerous alliance like Nobody was like ready for Ricky Steamboat, so like you know they just had their goddamn. Yeah, they, they they don't even they don't even use the outs they write for themselves. Yeah, we have <laughs> we have two matches in a row where they built up a story, kinda like right. the, <laughs> the trigger name, but like and they don't use it. Charlotte couldn't. Charlotte's no one's gonna think twice of Charlotte showing up. Everybody's happy she's there. She beats everybody in three minutes. You know, like. Yeah, everybody's just a sight, and the story goes on because right. we weren't ready for Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but instead, those guys show up and say we weren't ready for Charlotte, and then they make them fight two other wrestlers. Who is writing this? Yeah. <laughs> Who is writing these shows? I don't know. And it wasn't for a tag title. The winners right. don't get a tag title. Charlotte's like, you guys fight. What's yeah. happening? <laughs> Where's Lana? Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's so frustrating because, like, I think, like, the best Super Juniors, most of this is not bad. It's just, like, no, it makes us just, like, scratch our heads. Like, why? Why? Why why are you asking right. people to invest uh, five hours of their time per week into mm-hmm. something and then having the pay-per-view be about something else? It's it's boggling, right. mind-boggling. Yeah. You know, and then, like, just, like, all of a sudden, Charlotte can just fucking make different matches. They have nothing to do with her. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, man. Like I, I'm glad I didn't see that. I heard Brian Alvarez talk about it, and I was literally just sitting there, like, like in front of my booberry, like with my hands on the table, like shaking. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. Why do I get so upset <laughs> over this? <there? laughs> I, I I understand why because it's like they have the most talented roster in the world. And they're just like I don't. They're like uh, whatever, do whatever. They're One running. of the most talented rosters ever. Yeah, yeah. And then they're they just... got Brian Danielson in dark matches on the show. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, like what's happening. They have the, like a, a, a woman's revolution. Yeah. You know, they have dudes like Shane and Stephanie McMahon and Hunter who may be not great in the match, but they get heat every time. Like mm-hmm. AJ Styles. Like I don't. Minlina. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they spend the time on that. Uh, <laughs> luckily, uh, we can transition to the next match because they gave plenty. She didn't of time. even get show up and get thrown through a table. Yeah, I know. She got thrown through a table for ten weeks, and now we're just done putting it through tables. <laughs> yeah, no, there was no payoff. No more of that. Yeah, I feel like the payoff is actually—I mean, it's a long wait, but maybe she comes back and eliminates them both in the Royal Rumble, and then they were like, "That's it. That's good enough." And then we move on with our lives. Uh, 
she gets thrown, somebody else gets thrown on a table in a brawl. Yeah. Right. And that's how Oscar doesn't even have to do anything. She gets a night off. Yeah. Right. So Shannon Basil gets thrown on a table. All of a sudden, uh, Lana comes out of nowhere and splashes on the table. It doesn't break anyway. And it's stupid. And all stupid. It's all yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 careful don't break whatever you're banging over there <laughs> oh god uh, they gave, uh, let's talk about I, what, the best match on the card I think uh, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens uh, I'm going to say best match with an asterisk um, but we'll talk about it when we get to the main event um, but mm-hmm. yeah uh, purely like in terms of just being a wrestling match with tables, ladders, and chairs great drama yep. um, I don't mm-hmm. I don't think you go into this expecting Kevin Owens to win, but they make you believe it. No, just by being like, great at you know just telling this great story of Kevin Owens not wanting to give up. Uh-huh. And 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 they build a match. Mm-hmm. They build the next match, which seems yeah. to be something they're inept about. Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns in a steel cage that following Friday yep. makes hundred percent sense. Yeah. Like it's just as easy. It, it's something. They it, 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 a happen b happen because a happen right and that's like a, a rarity on television professional wrestling all the way across the board like um how much better my friend is this yeah. match if the build starts in August a lot when better. Kevin Rain had Kevin Owens has Roman Reigns leg mm. and is stopping him from climbing the ladder. All I could think of is if this match meant anything more than something they set up a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Like how great of a moment that is. I agree. Yeah. They did a great job with the time that they had, like Owens and mm-hmm. Heyman on uh, the talking smack show or whatever was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I've seen from SmackDowns leading up to this is great. You're right though. It does feel like it feels like, uh, yeah, a lot of shows will have like a villain of the week, but like WWE sometimes has like a hero of the week, and it seems like it's just like Kevin Owens' time for December. Now that Survivor Series is over, he's in there. Uh, he's going to fight valiantly and lose, and uh, we're going to cheer on him until you know we kill time until the Rumble. But mm-hmm. they did good with what they had. But you're right; if this was like a longer feud, like these guys could have several classics in a row for four or five months. Um, and we probably wouldn't right. be tired of it. They're both, they're both great, kind of in the primes of their careers, very inventive. They seem to not have the writers getting in their way. Um, they're not going to write Kevin Owens off yeah. and have Roman Reigns fight Seth Rollins or whatever uh, at the last minute. You know, mm-hmm. this is a very was a very Paul Heyman put together match. Yeah, this was like an ECW main event in a lot of ways, right down to the the grabbing of the pant leg and how cool it was. Where they didn't have Roman Reigns get his pant leg grabbed and be like, where he like <laughs> just started laughing and like being like, all right, all right, yeah. he wants more. The shout. Um, I can't remember, and maybe somebody or you can correct me. Um, the last time Kevin Owens is the number three guy mm-hmm. in the whole company because I can't remember the last time he lost on uh, pay per view anyway. It must have been a while. I can't. Yeah, you're right. But he also because he in, in his beat uh, he lost in the Survivor Series match, mm-hmm. but he won his WrestleMania match. Yep. Uh, he uh, 
I can't remember what he was doing after that, but I feel like it was him and AJ some more. Like, no, that was before WrestleMania. No, like, yeah. So, yeah. So I, it feels like he, I mean, he, when he's in a main position, like he wins, but then he'll like kind of be drifting around the mid card for right. months. I agree. It's kind of hard to tell. You're not gonna... Oh, he did all that Shane McMahon stuff. When was that? Uh, that was a while ago, I think. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember now. I, I yeah. only, it's funny. I, I keep up on WWF by listening to other people talking oh, about it. Not necessarily um, it was the, the Seth Rollins stuff. That's what he did like for most of the year, I think. Or no, not most yeah, of the year. Yeah, because he. But yeah. Well, up until Mania when he beat Rollins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so after Rollins. Yeah. I feel, I feel like he was tangentially in something. I know he's teamed some with Daniel yeah brian on and off so like i don't know who knew who for whatever reason like the dude's got no friends so like <laughs> yeah people can come up and carve him up like a turkey and nobody nobody helps him so right. that's that's something that really distracted me in this match like nobody like nobody likes him yeah <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody hates roman reigns enough that you know what i mean like yeah it's usually different shows like um uh Drew McIntyre owes Heyman and Roman Reigns something like, even if he doesn't care about Kevin Owens, he can come out and and beat up everybody else. So it's a, even, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm, I don't know. I actually had to look at Wikipedia to like skim through and try to figure out what Owens has been doing all year. Yeah. Um, Mania fought Seth Rollins and then he was kind of in and out for you, Alistair Black on Raw Underground. Oh yeah. And then Raw Underground. Yeah, I was really intrigued by those. Just go away. Um, and then Survivor Series basically happened. You're not going to remake McMahon Hayman, right? No. But if you're going to have Helmsley and whoever else around all the time, what you're getting on the back end is an elite worker and an elite character. Mm-hmm. So he may not have this non-tangential thing that Stone Cold had or, or to a lesser degree Dusty when they did it before in the Carolinas of like you know fighting against the rich you know, mm-hmm. the, the blue collar against the rich, but like, man, like he, there's no bigger drop ball in pro wrestling than Kevin Owens. In my opinion. Yeah. Cause he can work, he can talk. He's everything he does is believable. Um, his, he, he doesn't look like, Oh my God, there's a big giant man doing a flying move. He looks like a guy that can do flying moves. Like mm-hmm. nobody will doubt his power bomb. He yeah. is the most blue collar of blue collar. Um, I just, you know, like, uh, I know that they're trying to build these superheroes on either end, but like, yeah. I don't know. Like, this is the perfect person for Reigns to fight, and it just seems like I don't know what happened in the cage match, but I, I, I can't believe that Roman, that you know, Kevin Owens is walking around the champ right now. So, <laughs> right, I think we would have heard something. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't checked the results, yeah. myself, but <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, like you're I right. That's like, a good. It's, it's just, a good mix because Reigns is such like a, a pedigreed guy, like. You know, right. he's, he's his family's connected, whatever. Uh, he has like, Roman Reigns is Scarface, yeah, oh, which is something good. we've never had in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. We've never had subtly when things are built into pro wrestling rhetoric, like the McMahons, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's like a mob sort of mentality, yeah. But Roman Reigns isn't a rich type dude, like, who is like oppressive because of that. Roman Reigns is a gangster. Yeah. So, you know, Roman Reigns is a villain in a movie. So, like, 
it's a cool new thing. Paul Heyman is a, a genius. And yeah. I just don't understand. Like, I don't know. Like they, they, I wish they let not be part, but I wish they'd like let Paul Heyman write just Kevin Owens. Yeah. It's see, I mean, so. they seem to like each other. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, I had a friend who thought that uh, Heyman might turn on Reigns. I, I was like too soon, but like, yeah, it's believable. Soon. It's a little believable mm-hmm. that that could happen someday. I mean, um, he could get rid of him at any time though. Like, yeah. And be like, um, you know, if, if something, if he loses a few, gets rid of Heyman and then Heyman brings in somebody to fight Reigns. Like, yeah, this, I don't think they did it on purpose, but this is the best thing that they've, he is the best character they've had in years. Owens. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, or, Owens and Reigns. Yeah. Both these guys. Right. This could be, this in a way is like, this is authority versus blue class. This mm-hmm. uh, uh, blue class, blue collar. This is uh, Michael's heart again you know mm-hmm. what i mean this is the brash you know dick versus the guy who just loves pro wrestling you know like, yeah his son is named owen from owen hart like it's just <laughs> yeah. it all writes itself mm-hmm. you know this man loves family he has uh i don't know if he doesn't anymore but he used to write his wife and kid's name on like his tape like you I know meanwhile that, yeah. this guy's talking about family but it's a hierarchy it's not family. yeah like, it's he, so good. He talks about his family, but like basically will choke him out in order to win a match, you know, and abuse right. them to, you know, his mm-hmm. own means. Yeah. And, and throw him out of the building, disrespect him. I mean, they're just, uh, you, you, there's just so much you can do with him. Like, I mean, if you bring back, um, you know, if, if, if we don't get rock reigns, WrestleMania, if we have mm-hmm. to, if we wait two years for that, like I'm sh- I'm sure that people are, getting their checkbooks to make it happen. Like Cena can come back. Yeah. Cena is the diametrically opposite of this. Cause again, it's not like what killed Cena. Eventually CM Punk had a great promo about it where he's like, you act like this one thing, but yeah. you're the same. You're your dynasty. Right. You know, you don't live in a shack. You don't, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like you're, you're like, I live in a one bedroom apartment and you live in a castle, you know, like, right. But that's not the rich versus poor thing. That's, yeah upstanding citizen versus gangsters this isn't mm-hmm. uh you know this isn't dusty horseman this is Freebirds birds one addicts this is yeah uh whatever versus decency you know? yeah so so good they're gonna yeah. blow it <laughs> i i hope that this lasts and you know i could see owens fighting reigns again at the rumble or something like that even if he ultimately doesn't win just even as a filler thing um mm-hmm. you know before the rock comes back or whoever they get to fight reigns in wrestlemania reigns leaves again yep in three years comes back in the fourth year and he could trigger another boom period he's got everything you need the dude beat cancer Mm -hmm. the dude is finally getting over as a heel right yeah like you've got an undertaker 2.0 like you've got somebody who shows up and everybody's fucking excited and he's believable and he's, you know, you can't, you, you, I, I can't miss you if you're not gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, it's just, I don't know, like they're going to blow it. Yeah. But I, I believe know. you. I, I agree with you. It's inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know how to do uh, writing. <laughs> to put it plainly. They need to have like, those two need to go Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns right now need to go into business for themselves and start, you know, 
somebody needs to slide into somebody's DMs and say, I'm going to call you no talent. Yeah. And I'm going to call you in the, you know what I mean? Like just, yeah. Like to get, get into it. Like, because they could revel those two things right now, even though they're both not nice guys could revolutionize pro wrestling. I agree. I would love to see that. Um, Cody's reigns. Yep. Cody reigns. Yep. That's Moxley true. Moxley reigns. Like I anything. Know. I know. Yes, like, it's just reigns all there. Reigns would work well with just about anybody at this point. Um, I think he's. You know, Cody Rhodes in AEW right now? Yeah. Like they gave you every opportunity and you didn't know how to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm working my ass off on the makeup and you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it just, it just writes itself. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Let's, and now we have some man lighting some other dude on fucking fire. Yeah, let's talk about this Firefly Inferno match. I I think Reigns Owens is the best match of the night, but mm-hmm. I want to like just special shout out to this match because you could not do this with an audience. Uh, mm-hmm. it is a this is a one time ever situation where they can put fire all over the arena and make it look like a literal hell. And uh, I remember nothing about this match I remember. because a thing, a, <laughs> go ahead. A thing happened to me as I watched this match. Yeah. I grew hair. <laughs> I got glasses, a tennis racket appeared uh-huh. in my hand. <laughs> yeah. I started to pout. Yeah. And I, I, I looked at it the whole time, but like, I was just like, <laughs> you can't murder somebody and have them come back. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, and the only way to win this match is to murder somebody else. Well, like it looks awesome. Yeah. But it's murder. Yeah. Well, though, I mean, other fire inferno matches have happened that didn't result in murder. It was just laying one Between person's... a giant yeah. zombie man and a dead in a, in a giant slasher man. That's the other inferno match that I remember. Uh, and, I think Austin and Kane had one where did they, yeah, where it was painfully obvious that uh, one of them was loose because Austin came out wearing, you know, black tights, knee pads, yeah. and Kane obviously is in a full body suit. Uh, which one's right. going to get lit on fire? Uh, but, like, yeah, they did have one. Um, so, yeah. I forgot about that, for better or worse. I, I liked the way the um, the original Inferno match looked. With yeah, the, me too. Kind of. The, the burners that would go up and down when people go near them. Like I, I did like the way that gimmick looked, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like this match is fighting uphill for me and everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't, yes, it's no secret to anybody that I'd rather watch uh, 11 red Narita matches <laughs> versus clock Connors than watch yeah. one gimmick match like this. Yeah. I am made fun of in my store. Mm-hmm. Because I can it, analytically, I can talk about how good Randy Orton is. Yeah, right. For two hours, and then somebody say, "Well, tell me why he sucks," and then I could talk about it for five. Yeah, because that <laughs> it's is, like, yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. And I'm not buying this Bray Wyatt fiend oh, okay. thing all the time. Yeah, like I, 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 I enjoy everything Bray Wyatt's done. But when he gets to the next level, they mm-hmm. always F it up in execution. Secondly, how ballsy do you have to be to, to like put the worst feud in WWE history with the worst finish? Like, oh, well, people shit all over the last time when we had fucking maggots. Like, yeah. let's do that again. 
<laughs> like what happens? I I like uh, this iteration of it though. I think the the alignments have changed differently. The characters have changed in a, a way that makes it more interesting than when they were doing the the fun ho- uh, the House of Horrors match or whatever it was where someone got squished by a fridge. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They I think this is just a cool looking thing. It's not a good match. Uh, there's barely a match to it. Um, it's mostly just setting up. Uh, <laughs> at one point, I saw a wicker chair in the corner, and I was like, "Is like the are the lights going to go off, and uh, Alexa Bliss is going to be in there being creepy or whatever?" Oh no, he's going to put him in the wicker chair covered in gasoline and light a match and try to light him on fire and murder him that way. Um, yeah, you're right. It's a way over the top. I was pretty into. You it, mentioned though. Alexa Bliss, my fandom yeah. of her super like i know she has a lot of injury like yeah. super great character super underrated mm-hmm. um like uh, i've always wanted to see like a year-long her and sasha banks i feel like they match it perfectly in every way yeah uh, and then a year long and then switch them mm-hmm. like uh and, and do it again like i think they're just both great and i like this iteration of her she's like a little blonde undertaker like she's yeah. done so much she's been barbie she's been harley quinn and now she's uh, she's been the leader of a faction, and now she's this. She reminds me a lot of C, like a in a lot of ways, a female CM Punk. Like, yeah, I'm I'm glad she's doing whatever she's doing if that's all she can do right now. But like, that's where all my intrigue comes from is you know her and Braun Strowman, and then her and this and everything else. Yeah, supposedly she's like on and off filming some like stuff for like a Punky Brewster reboot, which might be why she's not wrestling right now. Yeah, I know. Um, Please stop! I like <laughs> honestly, I just almost had a blur. like I like I everything about like we're talking about some dude lighting some other dude on yeah. fire, and and now Punky Brewster like yeah. I can't like my, I know we have hit we've hit bandwidth for me. <laughs> like I don't I don't want to go. I don't. We're almost done. Is she Punky Brewster? No, no. I think she's just like a guest star thing. I think somebody involved in the making of it is like a wrestling fan or something like that, and they're gonna shoehorn that into like a guest episode or whatever, uh, which might be why she's not What's that backstage. I'm on the biggest, I'm on the biggest science fiction show in the world right now. What are you doing, Alexa? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be on Peacock for free. (laughs) I don't, I don't get to. Oh, so you're probably not doing any, any, uh, jetpack assisted V triggers. Are you? Yeah. No, No, you're probably, you're not going to get your own star Wars figure. Are you? No. Yeah, I, get punk, I get Punky Brewster out of her. She yeah. gets fake Punky Brewster gets locked in a refrigerator. I save her. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. pretty good. That's a that's at least uh, a rumor of why she might not be on TV or wrestling as much or like you know insurance or whatever. But like for this this match, I mean, out of out of the the crazy Randy Orton bean matches, this is definitely the one that I think came across the best for me. Um, just because it was pretty straightforward, it was quick, uh, and it ended. It did end in a murder, but they murdered the supernatural guy, who I'm sure will come back as like I don't know, a, a, a Mothman in a Joker mask or something. Like I think that. he's back already. Oh yeah, I haven't. I could be wrong. You're probably I, I think, right. I, I think Alexa showed up, and I thought it seemed like in listening, it seemed like they were building something, but I think he might. Be, I don't know. Yeah. Like, but what are we gonna get a fourth character now? <laughs> they don't even use the other two. Yeah. Like you got Swamp Bray Rat, you got you know, we've used Mr. Roger, like Yeah. yeah. 
It's a lot. It, it is a lot. lot. It is a lot. <laughs> He's going to have to put all his characters through tables for five weeks for no inexplicable reason and no payoff. Maybe that's the real. Maybe they'll do that in the room. They'll do a Mick Foley, and he comes out as Bray Wyatt, and then comes out as the Fiend, and then comes back as that would be. I'd yeah. talk to that. Yeah, and then he comes out as a a giant cocoon or whatever the hell he's he's tweeting about lately. He's the he's the he's the like comes out of egg like the gobbly gooka. Yeah, <laughs> I I just I don't know. I I like his work. Yeah, I don't like. I I mean I'm 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 I think the biggest thing that i've lost in being an adult or or when i didn't you know when i knew wrestling wasn't real anymore was the the you know and this is from a guy who grew up being legit terrified of people like Killicon and abdul and butcher and stuff like that but like that kind of no selling thing that you know that he's doing now doesn't mm. i don't i don't like especially when i know see undertaker in reverse right yeah like at some point the undertaker was like i'm gonna wrestle now and he was awesome right, right. But now we have this dude who was having good matches before, and now he's just yeah shenanigans. That is, I think, the big problem with The Fiend as a character is, like, how do you beat him? Um, right. Unless you're Goldberg, in which case you can beat anybody. Beat him, uh, in, yeah. Yeah. The, what, it, what happens in Saudi Arabia, though, apparently stays in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so does the talent for 36 or so hours, too. So. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that... Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'd like the fiend if he was the Cactus Jack of this thing. If Bray Wyatt comes back now and he's with Alexa Bliss and all that stuff happens, um, and shit goes crazy, and then the fiend yeah. comes, you know, right. like, but it's going to be a weird thing if Bray Wyatt comes back after the fiend dies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah. I don't know. I am interested to see where they go. Uh, I'm mostly I enjoy. I mostly enjoyed this for the cool visuals that you you know can't do any other year it, ever again. It did look cool yeah. in our word for the day, where I hope everybody screams every time we said it in a vacuum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, though this match couldn't happen in a vacuum because you wouldn't be able to make fire. Right. But uh, that's uh, that's my four years of uh, one year of biology. Yeah, physics, but um, yeah. like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't like. I, I think that I mean, I worked, you know, I love Chikara, mm -hmm. and they do all sorts of crazy stuff there, but it's all crazy stuff. Yeah, like I feel like you can't, you can't have a PWG match, maybe, maybe once in a while in the middle of like our no another kind of wrestling show because that's wrestling with all the cheat codes on. Yeah, you can't have a dude get possessed by a, a supernatural artifact in the middle of a show where that stuff doesn't, it's just too, yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't work. Like I, I like one in a vat, you know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I like one in a, yeah. in by itself. You know, right. I like it. I like Lucha Underground. Right. Yeah. It definitely feels like it's, it's something coming out from another show invading this yeah. one. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, he lit that one guy on fire. Indeed, if he you did. You get lit on fire, you die. Yeah, <laughs> but he's also not a guy. He is a thing, a concept, a concept. <laughs> okay, uh, I think we should end our <laughs> our uh, 
coverage Oops, of TLC right before <laughs> before Mars explodes, and then I have to find a new host. <laughs> <laughs> So upset. Yeah. Um, this has been the Razzle Down. You can find me at twitter.com swing dangling. Uh, we're on Instagram as uh, Wrestle Down Podcast. And we have a Gmail at Wrestle Down for Life, spelled correctly, except for the four, which is a number, at gmail.com. <laughs> um, we have some year end stuff coming. We don't know how we're going to shake yeah. it out or what we're going to do, but we would love to hear what your favorite stuff of the year is and stuff. Like yeah. That. So, uh, so let okay. us know. I'll try to update the Facebook uh, to ask that to people. Hopefully we get like some responses. We can talk about it. Uh, yeah. Anything you want to plug? My book is out for yeah. reals, sort of. Nice. Um, so uh, go to Amazon. It's only available on Amazon right now. Um, uh, we have a, a pick up VHS nightmares. Um in the next three days, uh, go over and sign up for all the Danger Meows social media. It's all on there. We will have another big announcement uh, about a, uh, not about a book pending. Uh, there's going to be a book that uh, that you guys are not going to want to miss. Uh, a anthology by one of the best writer and artists. Illustrated anthology by one of the best writer and artists. Uh, somebody who I'm a giant fan of. But right now, you can pick up VHS Nightmares. Uh, with a grindhouse style story by me called Big Time Brawl at uh, Guts Lake. And it has uh, stories by incredible authors like Stacey Longos, uh, Steve Van Sampson of Rough House Publishing and Rob Smalls. And I know I'm a, a Reverend Scott. Um, this is definitely, if you're a fan of 80s horror, a great compilation for you. So go to Amazon and pick up VHS Nightmares. All right. So yeah. I can... Uh, pay for all this wrestling streaming services <laughs> yeah. that make me furious <laughs> <laughs> um this has been the wrestle down thank you for listening up uh have a good week everybody